they've made scavenger yeah. way more valuable for sure yeah i'm a huge uh, fan of like making the crappy items that are worth nothing like have some value like all the rubbish right. bags and as you're saying the crickets and all of those things i like stuff having value i remember back before the hideout was even a thing and playing then and it was like almost all of the junk you just never even picked up bolts and screws and little did we know what was to come um but you just never used to pick that stuff up and i like having uh, everything having some kind of use somewhere it's good mm-hmm. I, I swear their their conference i swear that they they get in their little meetings and i, I guess they they don't meet person to person because of covid yet but they're in their meetings and they go, you know, all right, these five atoms items are worthless in the game. How do we make them better? All right, well, let's craft, let's make the, let's make the army bag craft this and let's make, you know, the, this item craft that and this item craft that. And they're like, well, we can't do anything with the, uh, the lighters. How do we make these worthwhile? Let's remove fuel from the spawns <laughs> in the game and then throw in six barters. I just watch everybody scream. I wanted to touch on that. Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on development of the game, patch note analysis, and theory crafting, and a bunch of other really fucking cool shit. Um, <laughs> one of your hosts, Church, <laughs> and I'm your other host, Giga Beef. Welcome to the show. <laughs> do you want to redo it? You can redo it if you want. No, I'm. I'm this is me. You can redo it in post. <laughs> yeah, exa- there we go. There we go. I'll just like have some like pixelization going on here, and like yeah, get some AI generated mouth movement. Take take the audio from last time and just yeah. you know, paste it straight over. And <laughs> there's like some weird glitch effect going on on my camera. <laughs> like a nice little transition to the yeah, that'd be great. I love it. I love it. Cool. So, have have you been? How's how's it been going? How's time um, going? pretty good, man. Pretty good. You know, pretty good. I've been watching. I've been. I haven't been playing Tarkov as much. Um, I think I said okay. it last time, but that's still probably true. And I've been watching more Twitch stuff, like GTA Five RP. I don't know if you fancy that oh, at cool. all. But... I actually really don't know anything about that at all. Um, I've like it's I've heard about it on the like for the fringes. It's kind of like comes from like you know the fringes of like my you know cognition of like the internet. Like I see things about this like GTA mm-hmm. stuff going on. I've never played like GTA multiplayer or anything, so I have like no experience of it yeah. whatsoever. Um, and I've like seen some stuff about RP GTA, but I, again, I've never watched anything on it. I, there's nothing that there's nothing to like pull me in. You know what I mean? Nothing to quite pull me into it. But it's, what's it like? Is is it good? To me, once you start, like it's, I don't, it's maybe the barrier to entry is kind of hard, but once you get into it, for me, Giga, it's literally like twenty four seven Netflix, because you can watch <laughs> different characters act out their different like roles, if you will, twenty four seven because that people are always constantly streaming. The like, the one I watch is like No Pixel, that's like the server, and they okay. have like mods to like help build that like immersion and and stuff like that but it's great i love it dude but you couldn't do something like that in eft you see so no i I guess that's the issue i mean yeah not mm, i mean like in uh not to that extent no and not without not without voip anyway yeah that's the biggest one yeah yeah so excited for that we will see that at some point i'm sure but um yeah what have I been up to? I've been going through some of the quests, doing some bit more economy stuff. Like the bitcoins is now 
out of this world crazy. So I bought a second thick case <laughs> <laughs> just because I had like loads of weapons lying around. So I, I did that. But like, I'm actually, it's, it's really funny because like I'm, again, I'm quite tight for time just between like all the different things I'm trying to do and YouTube and stuff. So mm-hmm. I end up like, you say like, oh, I don't play a huge amount. Like I, I definitely don't play as much as I'd like because of the various things I'm trying to make and stuff. And um, I end up like much further ahead on the economy and then much further behind in terms of like levels. Like I'm actually still, still to get level 40. I'm level 39. Um, I am like one level away from getting level 40, which is quite frustrating. So I've got to do a few more, a few more quests, but I did like the headshot tremors and stuff like that this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that I did want to open with, which I think is quite interesting. So I actually put a poll out on my YouTube today because I was intrigued. And this is kind of like for market research, just for me as well but like there's quite a lot of like activity around youtube polls and about you know people breaking youtube and about how they they post stuff everywhere and they like you know i think they had a, a crazy waiting in in the algorithm that's kind of like a discussion point for another time but i wanted to do some of my own market research and i thought i oh, will you know may as well actually post a poll up for it because it's actually quite useful and so i i said to everybody how is patch 12.9 progressing for you so far? And I sort of broadly split it into three categories. Still early stage, less than level 20, level two traders, basic hideout. Going okay, hideouts, quests, getting there, which is level 20 plus, level three traders. And the last one, which is I can buy anything, Bitcoins are 650, which is like level 35 plus, hideout, um, close slash done. How do you think the split would be? And I think, mm, I guess like there's I also probably an in... There's also like an inherent bias in terms of the fact that it's like my user base as well. Sure, it's sure, like sure. my my viewers. And so there's there is that angle to it too. Um but what what do you think the split of players is? I mean my I'm gut intrigued. reaction is the majority is the the middle. That's my gut reaction. And then I'm going to say that the next biggest group would be the last group. And then the smallest group would be the first group. Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to come straight out and tell you, it is exactly bang on equal between every group. It is literally really? like early stage, 34%, going okay, 33%. I could buy anything, 33%. It is like complete even split between all three groups. What's... And there's like tons of people posting comments as well, being like, you know, I've finished Kappa, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, yeah, I'm only yeah. level eight. Like it's, you know, the, uh dispersion in the community right now is huge and is much bigger than i thought um which i thought was quite interesting and lots of people actually commented on that saying huh it's funny that like you know the perception of of people being that a lot of people are further ahead than they actually are Mm -hmm. and that there are still a lot of new players and a lot of like yeah this is like literally a third of the people who've commented or, or sorry voted in this poll so far are under level 20 which is quite a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is this thing's got like four thousand votes now, so it's quite a decent sample. Um, as I said, there is kind of like um, I guess it's, there's some kind of bias there based yeah. on the demographics who watch my my stuff. But um, I did mention uh, I did mention to somebody there that uh, I was like, oh, I thought it would be more so in the newer player section, um, and they said, oh, well, you know, it's like you don't always you don't make like all new player stuff and i was like actually that's that's quite true i kind of still see myself as like a beginner's channel but i make quite a lot of intermediate content actually mm-hmm. um which is kind of what the whole point of the poll was right for me to take a step back and think about what i'm doing what people like what stage they're at and so this poll is completely inconclusive and doesn't help <laughs> me in any way um but you know what <laughs> that's an interesting data point in and of itself 
anyway that i can kind of just do what i like and, and put whatever out and it's probably gonna be okay yeah um, i just to pick my stuff so i thought that was a great point to open with it's pretty it's, interesting um, yeah it's cool and i think a lot of other people have found it quite interesting as well just seeing the results of that poll and going huh okay funny um there's someone who's just like i thought it was so far behind and now i feel much more chilled and much more relaxed i was like oh good <laughs> i'm glad your fears have been allayed yeah i almost felt like two eft's kind of wanted like the a revolving door of games because like you know it attracts hmm. new players they come in they play the game for like two three wipes four wipes and then they kind of like slowly taper off you know there's like a, there's like a peak in engagement at the start and then they learn everything and then that peak like stays for a while and it like slowly starts to taper yeah. off yeah and then yeah. the next person comes in you know and it's just like exactly. constantly revolving Are you saying it's like some kind of russian pyramid scheme is that what you're trying to tell me <laughs> You need continuously need new players in to keep the whole structure supported, so the uh, chads have yes, something to Yes, numbers play with. are great. Yes. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, so that was uh, that. That was in there. It would actually be quite interesting to know just how many people start and how many people are still playing at the end. Yeah. Um, um, how people who come back to it? Because I think people come back to it mid wipe as well. I do. I do um, think there is like a return period. You know, like oh, check out EFT or like, especially. I mean, obviously patch for sure. But um, I mean, me personally, myself, I can feel myself tapered off because I'm probably in that third group where you yeah. know, I don't. My Bitcoin farm isn't maxed out, but I have a single GPU in there. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> for me, that's like, dude, that's just what is it? Half you a have mil? enough money, right? You have enough money to do what you want. And I think, I think this is right. the thing about yeah, the yeah, Bitcoin it's... farm is like. I like maxing it because I like maxing stuff and that's just my that's my jam. But as I said, like and alluded to right at the beginning, the way that it's priced at the moment is completely unnecessary <laughs> in terms of what you need to do, right? Because it's like you're not gonna lose your kit and die in every raid. Mm -hmm. Like you're gonna survive some raids at some point. And if you're at that stage anyway, then you're probably like intermediate or all right at the game yeah and so unless you're right. doing like crazy stuff you're not going to lose every single time but having that i think i mentioned this before like in the last one but like having that that tailwind of just like i mean it's nearly between all the hideout stuff it's like over two million rubles a day if you do all the crafts and stuff like it's it's that's a humongous amount that yeah you could burn through that in one day but that's if you died Every time you lost everything, right. you looted nothing, you got nothing back. Right, there's a lot of no insurance, nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of like money printing. Know, yeah, and you just like you survive like fifty percent of your raids, and then like oh, you know, you died in one of them, but it's okay because you just buy another kit with the money you've got, and then you survive another one, but you take someone else's kit, but you actually make money of, out of that because then you don't need to buy a kit for the next one, that kind of thing. And it's just like you know, the money just is like just like crazy. Like I, that's that's the thing. I ended up with like. How much did it cost? I think it was like twelve mil to barter for another another thick case or something. And I I was like twenty six or twenty seven already, just from like a couple of days. And it was just it's just mental. So I just did that, and then I was like, okay, well, I might as well just buy like fifty thousand euros because I'm going to need that later. So I did that, and I'm back at ten mil again. But it's going to be soon back to twenty. Like it's 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 kind of too much money. It's kind of too much money. I don't, I, I think this this leads into the the main question I had about this, which is. Do you think that the the economy is kind of bust because of 
because of the Bitcoin price? And what do you think they should do about it? Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the <laughs> the hard thing of it all, because, well, I think I'll answer your question. But a the I'm not really entirely sure of the purpose of the Bitcoin farm, because. I mean, obviously, the hideout in general is there to make you money outside of rain. Mm. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'll stick on topic. But um, B, they kind of like trapped themselves in a corner because they decided to make the price of Bitcoin reflect the real world price, which is the only thing in the game that reflects the real world price. So anytime that price fluctuates, it's going to have serious implications because everything else is fixed in the game. Nothing yes. else is tied to any outside economy, so I don't. Well, we and even don't, we then, don't think so. We don't think so. There's like a random side point that I would note that uh-huh. the dollar price does actually move around. It does, but I only a little bit. Yeah, but I'm thinking maybe it, where that comes from. It, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I suspect I've not. I've not really done any research into it. But that I would suspect. be interesting. That would be interesting. It'd be really interesting too if the dot if the currencies like fluctuated based off like players purchasing them like if like the game like people bought a lot of dollars that week then like the price of dollars (laughs) increased like stuff like that (laughs) would be super interesting to me but yeah well i don't know what is going on with the economy and it does seem to have changed a little bit this is kind of like a side tangent so just like Mm -hmm. you know stop me if you have anything um any any points you want to add on it but I don't know whether they've added some kind of dynamic pricing back into the game for a bit or whether they were doing I don't I just can't believe they were doing it manually I can't believe it right the one place that I've noticed this is within peacekeeper and within with M855A1 because that used to be really cheap right it was like under $3 around last wipe the yeah. whole wipe really really cheap it is now it says $6 on mm-hmm. MA5501, it's like 550 or something. Um, or like 5.5, really, when you go and try and buy 100. But that's, it's gone up a lot. But it seems to be like slow and steady and incremental. And it's the same as like Prapor's 7N31 for the Vector. Mm-hmm. is also the same, which has slowly gone up and up and up to like 1600 mm-hmm. to the point at which the Prapor price is actually like the Prapor price meets the lowest prices from the flea and it's now got stuck there. And I wondered whether they had put something like, I haven't seen this anywhere, but the prices did see like they have seemed to go up and it's interesting, right? The, the 55 a one thing is even more interesting because most people get access to that through peacekeeper first, right? Because peacekeeper has a low level cap. So all you have to do is smash through his quest and you can get to level three quite quite quickly. So most people buy their first set right. at least of M855A1 from Peacekeeper and he has a big stock. You can also buy M855A1 from Skier. Skier, but you have to be level four and oh, you can only get 90. And the Skier M855A1 is much cheaper. Yeah. is much cheaper than the Peacekeeper is now. And it used to be kind of about the same. It used to be it's very like, similar. Whereas now the Peacekeeper one is very expensive in comparison. It's like double the price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I buy the exclusively buy the skier one every time. Yeah, same. And I buy it every single time I see it yeah. off cooldown, like every time. And I'm just filling a box with it. Yeah. Because at some point I'll go through like, you know, I'll have a proper M4 session, go through like 500 rounds. 
and I don't want to be like scrabbling around trying to buy it. So I don't know. I suspect that there's something funny going on here. And it can't be like the old, you know, Soleil were pestily inflate the market and then dump it again. I think they might have put like, you know, 0.00001 in front of whatever algorithm they've got that's deciding the supply and demand situation. I don't know. I just can't imagine that it was them directly. I, I feel like it must be in the system somehow. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I haven't figured this out and I haven't seen anybody else talk about it. And so I'm just kind of sat here on my own, just like, is this the machine? Is this Nikita? <laughs> What's going on here? I mean And I don't really have a good conclusion for it at the moment. For me, I feel like the personally, I think it's manual because two reasons. One, from what I can recall, I only I remember the prices changing. Um specifically seven and thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it changed like twice or three times before it reached that price, and it, like sixteen hundred, and then it stopped. Um, and then B, I feel like you would see more items reflect that, unless maybe they only got it on certain. See, this is the stuff. thing. I was thinking like maybe they've only got it on certain things that like literally like just sell out. Yeah, that could like be maybe it only triggers if it goes completely sold out. If it doesn't sell out, it nothing happens. If it completely sells out, then that's you know, then it then it does something. I don't know. This is like pure speculation, like of the purest of the purest kind, because I'm I'm not sure. But yeah, it's interesting, and I just don't know whether this is the thing, right? It's like seven n thirty one. I get it, and I can totally buy that they manually changed the thing because they tweaked the vector like four times in four days. They were like sixty five, nope, seventy five, nope, eighty five, nope, ninety five. Okay, that'll do. Whereas. Like fifty five eighty one has been in the game for ages, and the the fact that only Peacekeeper changed and Skier didn't is like, would they make that tweak? And it seemed to be like, again, a few. I don't know. Maybe I think I think I think it could be either way. I'm not sure. Maybe they did make that change. Maybe they did. Maybe they are looking more closely at the balance than. Uh, but like, why would they do that? I don't. I just. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It seems strange as to why they would do that. Anyway. Um, what was I going to talk about but, next? Oh, yes. Well, before, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, before okay. you go, no, 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 deep, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Um, our guest has arrived. And, ah. um, yeah. Ah. Something came up, they informed me. But uh, they're here and they're ready to go. So if you would like, we can go ahead and just pop them right in. Yeah, we can. Tr- we could give it. A, we could give it a go. <laughs> I haven't got the thing set up, but it's, it, that's um, that might be okay. Has okay. he got? Does he want to come on video, or does he just want to be yeah, like yeah, a I'm ghost gonna, voice? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop them in real quick. Oh gosh! If I can figure out how on the fly, well, this is gonna be um, this is gonna this is gonna destroy my thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll I didn't it. set it up before. We'll make it work. Um, I might be distracted playing around with it. It's fine. This may when I do this, this may disconnect us from the call. So we'll just rejoin the call <laughs> in Discord. Have fun. Okay. I'll catch you later. <laughs> All right, there we go. We're good. <laughs> All right. Yellow. Okay, hey, so what's up? My cameras, but that's um, that's okay. That's okay. Hey, man. How's it going? It's good. It's going. It's going really well. It's going really well. There we go. Let me see. Good. Good to hear. Oh God! How's the kid doing? The kid is doing wonderfully. 
She's doing wonderfully. She's very good. She takes up a lot of time, but uh, yeah, that's, she's uh, she's she's fantastic. That's what they do. <laughs> right. Let me see if I can fix this. Oh gosh, is this going to be too difficult to fix? Oh boy, church. Well, so long, so long as you're good, it doesn't like mine doesn't really matter as much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Unless you're trying to fix stuff as well. Maybe. All right. <laughs> Erwin, have you been anyway? Yeah. Have you been? Busy. Yeah? Yeah. Good, but busy. Everyone's 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 so busy. Everyone's so busy these days. <laughs> so what have you been up to? I see your, your channel has been out of control. That's what absolutely I've been up to. crazy. You That's are you are to. killing it, my man. You're absolutely <laughs> killing it. Thanks, dude. It's a beast. It's one of those beasts that the more you feed it, the hungrier it gets. Yes. That's that definitely uh <laughs> that definitely is true. And um I don't I don't think it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just trying to fiddle around with this thing. Oh dear. I saw you um last night Erwin playing that new game. What's that game called? Valheim. Valheim? Yeah, I am, pretty I, late. I've called I've called my lawyer and he's going to uh I'm going to be suing Bargy for getting me involved in that game. <laughs> What's it even uh, about? What do you do in that game? It's Minecraft in Vikings. Oh, I see. So it's Minecraft. Instead of instead of like night Instead of like 1990s graphics, it's about 2006 graphics. Okay, so a little bit of improvement. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> I really just, yeah, I really just can't get, I can't have something like giga. a Minecraft-esque thing, like yeah. take me again. I really can't. I really See, this, can't. And this one's even worse than Minecraft because it actually has a PvE story and everything. Oh my goodness. Don't do this to me. I think like Minecraft is probably my, um, I actually didn't even talk about it that much. Minecraft is probably like, my most played game of all time. <laughs> Genuinely. I, I think it's more than any other more than any other game. It's uh it's 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 crazy. It's actually crazy. So is it is it good though? So you say it's quite addictive. Uh yeah, yeah, there's a word that's one word for it. <laughs> one of the crazy things that really I'm just trying to get my lighting in here, right, guys? Don't mind me. One of the things that really kind of caught me off guard about it is that it, uh, um, it's got like the structural aspect. You know, like those those real cheesy uh, 2D bridge games where you got to build a bridge and the structure's got to be just right, and if you do them wrong, they break. Oh yeah, a bit like like World of Goo or something like that. Yeah, so it's that kind of thing. So there's a structural component that's that simple, but a little bit more complicated in there. So you can't just build like a stick out forever. Like if it goes more than so far, it breaks and falls yeah. down and then you got to put a support to it. And so that's the part that, that that's the part that sucked me in was just the building the base, which I think is why a bargy. The only reason bargy brought me in was he needed somebody to help him build the base. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds, uh, it sounds good. I've seen a lot of people who, who are playing it. I've seen a lot of people playing it, but like, I just, uh, I, I don't, I just don't have time. I don't have time. I wish I did. I wish I had time for it, but 
between everything else is just uh it is just too much it right. is just too 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 much unfortunately such is the uh the, the part the life of a part-timer <laughs> <laughs> worst lives to have uh, yeah for sure all right church have you got anything on the plate you wanted to start off with while i try to multitask desperately yeah. with my kaleidoscope that has ended up being there's a chat's calling my uh my overlay a kaleidoscope at this point because it's just <laughs> it's become fractal in some way i think <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty busted yeah, take your time. Um, yeah. So, how's it been going, Airwing? I mean, you want to talk a little bit about your your growth and uh, just how things been? Is it, I mean, I saw the other day that uh, Battle Seat or <laughs> Battle Seat, yeah. Battle State retweeted one of your uh, videos. Yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy, man. The um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where uh, a little bit of a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. last month and in december even with the brand new wipe you know the christmas discount and the october disc what was it october there was a discount there was just i think there's just an unbelievable amount of new players in the game uh so combine that with doing guide content and basically i did i made a video every day i think i i did some two i didn't make a video a day but then i do a video every other day or two videos in a day so I cranked out a video every day for probably oh, a little over two months. I haven't made a video in like three days now because I've been working on a couple that are really hard. But um, those factors come and uh, then just like like Church knows, you, you get on a roll with some content on YouTube now and again. Or no, I'm sorry, Beef knows you get on a, a roll with some content now and again. The uh, the subs just come rolling in, so we were having. You know, it was crazy. It was we went into we went into December with I think uh, what was it three thousand subs, something like that. Man, that's yeah. Crazy. And like, and I think we're nineteen. I think we're nineteen. We'll be nineteen today, or pretty close. So, I mean, we had days where we were picking up five, six hundred subs a day, eight hundred subs a day, nine hundred mm-hmm. subs a day. Um, tons it's, of support yeah. from the community. It's been amazing. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's super cool to see the growth you've had. Like to put in as much effort as you do into you know the videos you put out so far i mean like i've i think i've watched like most of the videos you put out daily because they're they're so useful and no one else is putting out that kind of content uh-uh. and it needs somebody who's like you know looking at it every day is going to go through and like tabulate everything and it takes a lot of time um which is why a lot of people don't don't bother um and so yeah bringing that out is just it's just fantastic and it just shows right once you if you catch on to something that's that's of high quality and high value it can just completely explode your channel like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think like it's, we were uh, yeah. saying earlier, given a beast, uh, you, you're feeding a beast and the more you feed it, the bigger it gets and the hungrier it gets, which is a good and a bad thing. Cause you get in this, this, this grind where you're like, you, you feel obligated to keep up with it. Like mm-hmm. I haven't, I think my last video was Monday, maybe Tuesday that I did. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to go back and look, but, uh, um, it, yeah, I, it gets like it gets a bit crazy. Like, cause I was uh, when I was, did, was doing mine, I was making like two a week for ages, and then when the baby came, like, I was, like, was just talking to my wife about it, and she was just like, "You can't keep doing what you're doing." I was like, you know, every evening, just like frantically making stuff, and she's like, "Then you know this isn't going to work right." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I know it in my heart, but I don't want to admit it." And um, and I went down to one a week, and it's yeah, look, it has an impact on growth, right? But like it's fine and I, I can manage and it's 
it's okay. And I think you got to like, right. you got to know where your limit is too, because there's so many people. It's actually crazy. Like the, the more that I've like researched other sort of bigger creators and that kind of thing, like the number of people who get like burnout after doing it for a couple of years and stuff is um, quite scary actually. So you just got to. It's, uh, most, it's most of them. <laughs> yeah, you got to be really careful. You got to be super super careful because it's like yep. yes, yeah, it's, it's like um, it's like your own business, but your business is people watching you. And so you can get like super obsessive. It's like, it's like even worse than just running your own business. Right. It's like, cause that's kind of secretive and people don't really know what you're doing. Whereas like being a content creator, it's like, you put yourself out there. Your product is you being out there. Yeah. And, and your, your metric is how many people are watching. <laughs> well, yeah. I think a lot of people that, you know, they see being a YouTuber or a content creator is this, you know, super sexy way to get rich. And they don't realize how much fucking work it is you know, after doing this for about a year now and really, really working hard at it for, you know, six months, you know, the amount of respect you have for really big content creators mm -hmm. because you understand what it took to get there and where they're at now, you know, it makes sense why you see these videos of summit cracking and going off and yelling at people or, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the respect I have for guys like shroud that just do it day after day after yeah. day after day after day. And yeah, I mean, they're huge and they have support systems and shit built now, but they didn't always, you know, exactly. you're looking at guys yeah, that are at the top that. of the top and it's still a road to get there. And exactly. You know, exactly. So it's a whole different perspective. Um, yeah. They had to get you, there somehow. It's, uh, uh, you're talking about your wife giving you a hard time. My wife, my wife was like, she's like, you you quit your job. So you didn't have to work as much and you work more now, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's working on something I'm, you want to work I, on, right? But I'm home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. So, and it's like, uh, sometimes you need that, that other person to, I, I think I drive myself crazy. Otherwise, like having somebody else to just be like, look, this is, this is the deal, you know, take a step back and, and whatever is, is actually mm -hmm. quite important. So yeah. and my wife's super supportive about it. She's very, very good, even though she's a complete like non-gamer, but she like totally gets it. And it's, uh, and it's good. It's, um, it's good. Yeah. I remember how like, about, no, sorry, go on. How about, how about your family? I think that's one of the funniest things that I get now is I, I I'm pretty sure my grandma and my dad think I sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you make money doing what? <laughs> yeah my um... so google writes you a check <laughs> yeah I don't it's know a weird concept that. right it's yeah. a weird concept. <laughs> especially for weird people concept. that older generation they just don't understand yeah. i mean i didn't really understand it up until about four or five years ago yeah to be I honest. Think, like my parents are pretty cool about it they're um they've always been quite interested in in the stuff that i've been up to i guess so we've always been quite close family actually i'm quite lucky in that respect so they're um they're, they're pretty cool about it and my sister used to do like a bit of streaming and stuff she still does actually but um, it's kind of more more on and off and so they've kind of like eased in eased in by that so it's, mm. it kind of makes a lot more sense for them it makes a lot more sense to my wife's dad who he's just like i don't understand this why would anybody watch anybody else playing video games i don't get it um but more power to you <laughs> yeah um so it's just yeah, for, it's funny it's funny yeah a little bit more of a tiptoe into the shallow end versus breaking like the kool-aid man like i did yeah exactly exactly yeah i remember seeing um what i was gonna say before is i remember seeing talking about respect for other creators is like landmarks like year-end uh like twitch report thing and it was like oh. the number of hours that man put in and you literally divided it by 365 and the number was 12 and it was like That's dude literally streamed for half of 2020 like straight 50 percent like i don't know i don't understand how he did it I, I mean, that's, there's people that work 
you know, like lawyers and, and yeah. like the construction industry I worked in that don't do that. Not, I mean, yeah. they don't even come close. Yeah. Yeah. It's mental. It is mental, but yeah. Anyway, um, congratulations on your success so far. Um, talk of stuff. Church. I mean, we didn't mention it, but church has been a part of that ride too here the last couple of last month and a half or so, two months, whatever we've been. Oh, that's... I can't remember when exactly we started, but church has been doing uh, edits on the video, you know, the Mimi, the funny edits instead of the guy. That's, content that's true. That's true. I, I saw some of them. There. They're cool. They're good. Portion, They're good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. He, uh, he's found him. He's found himself to be quite endeared by Liston too. It's been great. <laughs> Shout out to Liston, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Get you in the next video. Listen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Well, we were just Sorry. talking about uh, some um, Tarkov economics, if you will. And uh, where do we? Where were we at? Gabe? We were talking about uh, the Bitcoin farm and Bitcoin. Unless you wanted to branch yeah. off to something else. I know you had some notes you wanted to. Yeah, I had a few notes, but I mean that was kind of like loosely related. Anyway, I think we were talking about how whether the bitcoin farm kind of like breaks the economy completely or not because like right now i was in a church like i'm because of like i have a little bit more limited time i end up like much more weighting myself towards like econ and then less so on actual like gameplay just because i don't get as much time to play given all, all the youtube and all the other stuff and this and, and, and whatnot um but 50 cards you basically get like two million rubles a day to do whatever you like it's kind of like playing on creative mode you know um you can just buy what you want and you can go where you like and you can do whatever and actually just to just to precursor this um we talked very quickly I'll, I'll skim over it for you we talked very quickly about a poll that i put up on my channel today about where various people are in um, the various stages of the game like how are they progressing past 12.9 and i basically split it into three it's like early stage less than level 20 going okay in the middle like 20 plus for level three traders or i can buy anything bitcoin 650 what do you think this, the breakdown would be between those three categories in terms of the player base well i guess in terms of my channel viewership i would i would have to say and i haven't seen the poll i haven't seen the results of the poll um like 25 30 on the bottom maybe like 15 20 in the middle and the rest at the top so i asked the same question it's exactly one third, precisely bang on in each category. That's crazy, dude. It is crazy. It's like 34, 33, 33. It's nuts. Wow. It's like, and that's like, we've uh, had 4,000 votes so far. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy how equal it is. It's actually crazy. So I was surprised that there's actually not as many people kind of at the top level of the economy um, mm -hmm. as you would think, um, despite the price of bitcoin and all that kind of stuff because the thing is like once you start getting your farm up it kind of powers itself and i know that you know i know the cards are expensive but at the same time you know you, you get one card in and you get 650 rubles every day mm -hmm. it starts to become a massive tailwind um oh yeah i know what's your thoughts on it i mean we i i think that it kind of like well right now maybe it's not a problem because of the the demographic split but i i feel that it's at some point it just makes everything you know, it, it just made, it just removes the economy completely. You just don't don't have to worry about money at all. So I think saying it's game breaking depends on your perspective of what the game is supposed to be. True, right? Um, for guys that are old school to the game, or even you know played before the most recent wipe uh, in May, the I think about the best way to describe it is it breaks the game because <laughs> of how much money it puts into the game. 
I mean, you log on at the start of your day. Let's say, you know, you're just an average dude and you come in and you log in once a day and uh, you've got, you know, 1.8 million rubles sitting right there. You know, most people in a day don't get that out of all their raids unless they get lucky yeah. and find a, a Ledex or whatever. But I mean, I mean, look at what it's done to some of the, the, the loot in the game, right? Graphics cards. I, I, I was laughing about this the other day because I can't, I can't remember what the hell it was I sold. I sold something that was worth like 350K, 400K on the flea market. And I was like, holy shit, that's what graphics cards used to be worth. And, you know, graphics cards, are, I, I haven't looked yet today, but they were pushing 1.2 mil the other day. Yeah. And I think they're still going up. I would, wouldn't be surprised. And so I don't, personally, I don't think it breaks the economy. I think it just changes it. It shifts it. It makes everything more expensive. You know, it, the funny thing about the Tarkov economy, as simple as it is, it's still got some pretty complex things going on um with how prices react to things and especially now the bsg is playing around with dynamic economy events with fuel shortages and shit like that and uh you know you're you're seeing meme items like uh the cricket lighters go to you know fifteen thousand a piece you know the things i i still don't i i make videos about keeping those things and i still see them and run away and chat's like oh there was a cricket go back go back i'm like oh shit <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. I totally, I, I've played 14 months and never once picked one of those goddamn things yeah, up. And now they're, now they're worth more than, you know, tubes and other stuff mm -hmm. and, you know, phased or, or not phased arrays, but relays. And mm -hmm. so I, I think that's the bigger thing that it does is it just, it puts, for those of us that have the perception of where we were used to seeing like, you know, 12.5K per slot is like for my cutoff for loot. Like you, someone's got to be worth 12.5K or I don't pick it up. Whether you know, and that's usually with armor or guns or whatever. Uh, with all this money in there, you have more people have more money, you don't necessarily have more items. In fact, you have less, uh, because the spawn rates have been reduced. Um, and I'm not even saying that based on you know some Reddit post or what anybody said, I'm saying it on my real world experience in the game. You can see mm. it, you know, when you run five or six hundred raids in a wipe, which I think I'm almost 600 now for this wipe. You have you have a pretty good basis to look at it. You know, reserve loot is definitely way less. Um, you know, filing cabinets. I looted eight filing cabinets, yeah, filing cabinets the other day, and they were empty. Every one of them was empty, and it's yeah. not like they were looted already. It was you know two and a half minutes into the raid on a place yeah. where nobody else could get under reserve before me. You know, so you can see the loot's been reduced. Um, and, you know, everybody talks, you know, there was a little bit of complaining about Bitcoin farm being slowed down a little bit um, compared to what it was last wipe. But at the end of the day, hang on, guys, sorry. My amazing wife just brought me food and coffee. Fantastic. So set that there. Um, so you're still getting two or three times in the same amount of time out of your Bitcoin farm, even though they've slowed it down by, I don't, I don't do the exact math, but probably what's 20% maybe, you know, from five hours to 6.87. Um, so it, it has had a drastic effect on the economy. I'm not going to say it hasn't, but it's just a matter of how you look at it. And I think all it's done is just make stuff that used to be really cheap, really expensive and shit that, you know, is really expensive, even more expensive. Yeah. It's just shifted everybody's perception. It's inflation. I guess is the most simple way to put it. It's inflation in the game. Yeah, I think I think that makes I think that makes sense. Um I'm interested off the back of that point why 
some some of the items like well given the amount of, maybe it's just literally the overall total amount of money that some people are doing super super good if you push the the uh gp farm early and not enough people have gotten there yet but i'm still quite interested as to why things like slicks and hexes aren't more expensive because to me they look relatively cheap compared to like the end of last wipe but maybe it's just because the total amount of money in the target economy hasn't got to that crazy level yet they're like 300 ish k right which is really not that bad for level six armor i didn't think anyway well so there's there's i'll go ahead church I was just quickly say it, I think it really depends on where you personally are in the progression of the game. But like for example, the Zabralo armor is if you can get it down to fifty percent, it's worth like six mil in the flea market <laughs> because that is like a gate of progression. You cannot go past that quest unless you get this item. And it has to be a certain percentile. And it's super rare. It's like only spawns on like Rishala guards. And that's not like because the item's valuable because it's like classics armor. It's just like a quest gate item. And that used, I think it was like three mil when I was playing. But now that inflation's factored in, it's gone up. Yeah, like it's it, no joke. The inflation, I, I ran halfway across customs basically naked because I found one of those and it was zeroed because I shot it. <laughs> I realized the guard had it and I shot him. I ran I ran across the, the map with wearing that thing because it was worth more than my entire gear setup. Yeah, it's insane. But it's it's like it's kind of I guess it makes sense just how Tarkov is, but it's um it that's just where the money goes is like these sort of like roadblocks and progression on these items that you need. Hundred percent, and and it's funny some of the things they've gotten out of the way of that, right? Like, like, listen, and I particularly loved getting the uh, USEC flannel because it was hard to get. You had to get a bunch of. I was from the day one of the wipe. I was saving Cordura and everything yes. else so that I could <laughs> turn it in. And then they make a craft where you can literally not yes. even, not even the Cordura crafts, which I'm gonna, that's that's a big part of what I'm going to get into. Church about asking or uh, beef answering your question here, but. um they leave out, they, you can now craft uh, paracords, which the only reason to craft paracords with the craft they have built, it's not a money-making craft. It's, it's designed to allow you to have found and ready to turn in for that, that Ragman quest, quest yeah. uh, textiles part two, I think it is. Uh, but they don't do a craft for the, the pilgrim. You know, the, mm, the, yeah. the paracord is required to do a task that doesn't matter. It's not a cap a task. It doesn't gatekeep anything. The, the Pilgrim one does. And so does the Zabralo one. Now, you can get Zabralos through barters, but you got to have level four Ragman. Um, yeah. The, or get lucky like I did and kill some poor bastard on uh, factory using M61 and a, a SA58. <laughs> Found a zero. That's how I got my zeroed to, to get it turned in as I had his. And I was like, ooh, mm -hmm. I'm keeping this in my inventory for the next week until I get to that task. But um, the... The two things with the high-end armors, I think, beef that I see that, it, it, again, my personal opinion to it, but um, is one is the barters are insanely cheap yeah. now. Yeah. Because, you know, Cordura used to be 60 to 80K, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you can do it, you can get it all day long for between 15 and 18 now. And if you can't, you can craft it for, eight, what is it, flipping 8K, I think you can craft yeah. it for, from level one. From, from level one, you can make one. And so that it's the same thing with the AACCPs, right? The AACCPs were really yeah. expensive because the barter, I mean, the barter was expensive. And that's kind of where that price hovered 
always was really within, you know, 10% of those, those barters is where the price of slicks got until you got to like to the end of the wipe or some kind of big event happened. Um, it's not like the, the spawns got any larger, you know, uh, you don't see them all over the place like you used to. It's just people that want them can barter for them. And, the, and, the, and there's a barter for the, the hex grid too. And it's not too bad. Yeah. In fact, it's made a couple of useless items, a lot more expensive, you know, the Harry Potter sunglasses and the, uh, <laughs> the ski mask with holes and, uh, Yushanka are all maintaining a higher price because that's what people are, they're buying those items to barter for that hex grid. Yeah, and it makes it makes sense. It makes sense actually. Yeah, because like if you can get those cheaper armors, then like yeah, why would you pay you know six hundred k for a slick when you can pay two hundred k to get like a level you know the the best level five rig in the game? And, and, and that's that, the other side of it. I think is it's like your pull puts to it exactly. You know, the only reason to wear, especially with M sixty two getting a nerf, there's like mm. three round. There's like three rounds in the game right now that level six matters over level five. Yeah. In a, in a substantial way. Obviously, a level six is going to eat more rounds than a level five will of certain types of armors. But at the end of the day, you're running around. I've been loving level five this wipe. I've been running. I run Zucks and, uh, um, or not Zucks, uh, um, Killa? Zebralos, Killas, uh, um, Kuruns. You know, level five is my go to yeah. armor now because mostly because of the nine mil ammo. People can shoot you with that nine mil ammo and you just laugh at them. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's the same same here. To be honest, it's. Uh, I think I run Tactic pretty much every raid at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, so, I think that's a big part of it. Um, is the Cordura being cheaper, uh, and they're just not being the demand. You know, it's on both sides. I even want to say that they changed the barter. I think it used to be the, specifically the slick one. It used to be like three troopers. And it was like I, I I swear they changed some of the like they. I'd have to go I, back and look, but I think you're I think right. they made it better. Uh, they, even well, before I, they added the the Kodora craft, they made it better. They changed so many of the barters. Yeah, um, yeah. And they were doing tons of changes last wipe too, um, as things were insanely cheap and easy to get a hold of towards mm-hmm. the end of the wipe. And I say that you know October November time frame. You know, just because we were in late game and everybody, a lot of these items were pretty cheap on the flea market. Uh, these barters were insanely cheap, so they they tweak them and blow them up. You know, they did like when they ner- they nuked the eight art barter and completely nuked because it's not even in the it's not even in the game anymore. Sad, <laughs> much least, sad. They they eased us into it at least by making it hard to harder to do, but then they just completely removed it. It was like. Oh man, because you can just buy the eight R now. That's what it is. It's not a barter anymore. You just buy it from Skier. Yeah, that made me very upset. You, I don't know why. I just don't know why they did that. I just feel like, especially when they changed it, it was just like, oh, we'll just make it more expensive than than it would be if you bought it yourself. And you're like, okay, why? And then they're like, oh, now we'll put it to forty five forty five k, which is like, all right, fine. There's a player from between level one and nine. You can buy it for forty five thousand, and then when you're level ten, you can now buy it for twenty two k instead from the flea market because that's where they actually go for. Uh, I'm not going to say it was my fault because I wasn't the only one who did videos on it. But every single low level barter that was a barter for cash kind of deal that you could barter and sell right to the vendor and make a little bit of money on, every single one of those that's a low level one, and I say low level, I should, you know, that needed level two or less traders is gone. 
Everyone. I think it was. Uh, I think yeah. I think it was the the sum total of the whole community because like I had a I had a whole one as well, which was uh-huh. like, one of the favorite ones, which was like how you build an M4 for thirty k, which is yeah. like don't bother buying them off the fleet because they were I think they were like fifty five k back then. I was just like, nah, you just buy the barter, get the lower, put all the stuff on, sell all the all the rubbish back, and then you basically get it for thirty grand instead. And it's just got a very slightly worse MOA on the barrel. <laughs> I don't dare do another video like that because the only two that are left are two of my favorite. I don't want them to go away. I'm really, really, really (laughs) sorry. I'm literally putting that video out tomorrow. (laughs) And I'm very excited about it. This is probably my favorite video I've made in a long time. I went way overboard. It's 35 minutes long, which is way longer than I normally do. But it's I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. As long as the content's good, the people eat it up. That's what matters. Let's hope. Let's hope people like it. Let's hope people like it. I I like it. So. <laughs> I can't always say that about them. So what's what servers do you play on again? <laughs> Me. Just, all the, all just of the. In case uh, I need to go find you to make sure you, if you break my PBR bar. Yeah. <laughs> you'll find me. You'll find me normally on the on one of the London servers, <laughs> I suppose. But lucky I can't connect to those. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll pay somebody. <laughs> One thing Howie. I like about the um, the new barters they added is specifically, I guess, on the slick and like even the paracord craft is like a lot of it is like scav gear, like you the duffel bag, the the round glasses, the 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 mask, all these items. Yeah. Like you can spawn mm-hmm. in as a scav and you can extract and like you you know what I mean you, you, it's like they're helping out the. The guy that maybe is struggling that like has to scav in, you know what I mean? I, that part I like. They've made scav yeah. way more valuable for sure. Yeah, I'm a huge I, fan of like making the crappy items that are worth nothing, like have some value. Like all the rubbish right. bags and as you're saying, the crickets and all of those things. I like stuff having value. I remember back before the hideout was even a thing and playing then, and it was like almost all of the junk you just never even picked up, bolts and screws, and little did we know what was to come. Um, but you just never used to pick that stuff up, and I like having uh, everything having some kind of use somewhere. It's good. Mm-hmm. I, I swear their their conference. I swear that they they get in their little meetings, and I, I guess they they don't meet person to person because of COVID yet. But they're in their meetings, and they go, you know, all right, these five items items are worthless in the game. How do we make them better? All right, well let's craft. Let's make the let's make the army bag craft this, and let's make you know the this item craft that and this item craft that and they're like well we can't do anything with the uh the lighters how do we make these worthwhile let's remove fuel from the spawns <laughs> in the game and then throw in six barters i just watch everybody scream i wanted to touch on that i wanted to touch on that because i think the fuel shortage is probably the biggest kind of like in-game sort of event that's happened in a while and i think it's really exciting that they're trying these kind of like you know um supply pressure events and this kind of stuff i I think it's firstly really interesting just to see what happens and secondly i think it's good for the game i think it's good for people to have to do something different or to have to think about what they're doing and question you know is it worth doing xyz rather than just like mindlessly you know cranking the handle on the hideout and all this stuff i think it's it's that's kind of what we play it's what i play tarkov for anyway it's it's, it's the thought process and once you kind of got it all figured out there's a lot of stuff that just kind of comes automatically whereas if it's suddenly just like right fuel's now 300k it eased a bit and then it seems to have gone back. So I'm, I'm not, is it going to end? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on. So here's what I chalked it up to. And I don't know if they changed the spawn rates or not. I, I don't think they did. I think the spawn rates changed. And what happened is, is the weekend shows up, your player base 
increases by five or six fold, you know, between, you know, Monday and Thursday and between that and Friday and Sunday. Right. So you have a shitload more people running around and they're bringing more loot out of the map because you see it pretty frequently with stuff, anything that you see it with. So stuff that people can't craft and can't make or, um, that you have to pull out a raid to sell. That's the only place you can really find it. That stuff gets cheaper on the weekends. Stuff that you can craft and make gets cheaper on the weekends and stuff that you, that is used to craft the popular crafts gets really expensive. Um, that you, that you can't pull out a raid gets really expensive on the weekend. So for example, um, you see things like, uh, matches get cheap on the weekend and then really expensive during the week, which they are. I, I was doing some testing last night and paying, th- I had, I was paying 30,000, 25, 30,000 for packs of classic matches. Cause I was doing craft and red gunpowder to test something. And you know, I was out of matches and I didn't, I, I needed to do it. I couldn't wait mm. for the matches to get cheap and um, you know, streamer problems and all, but the, the things like graphics cards, right. They leveled off. They were on the steady, steady climb. And I, I can see it. I watch all the stuff on the charts. I watch it pretty closely. And then Friday rolled around and you saw a little dip, but it leveled off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then as soon as Sunday evening hit, the graphics cards started back on their climb back up again. Mm. Um, yeah. So that I think has a huge part to do with the fuel prices calming down a little bit over the weekend is just, you just had a shitload of people. You know, the first, the first panic was driven by people. You had all these people unlocking their level two and level three generators, which means they had extra slots than they needed to put fuel in them. They were burning through their fuel and didn't have it stocked up. So you have this huge, massive, it's like the toilet paper at Costco. It's exactly what it was. (laughs) Everybody panicked and started buying and saw the price of fuel going up. So they just started buying and buying and buying and buying. And there isn't enough people putting fuel on the market. And then that, time frame lined up with the weekend and you had all these people going through uh interchange and customs and bringing fuel out and selling it for 230 300 350k depending on what it was and that brought the prices back down because then everybody also had their fuel um and didn't need to buy it or didn't weren't buying three or four of them at a time they were buying one of them a time a day and now Friday rolled back around again or Sunday rolled back around again and boom, you see this fuel go on this huge, crazy uprise. Now I guess BSG could have changed the spawn rates in that period of time. It's totally likely. Um, they've, they've been monkeying with stuff like that on a daily, a daily, if not weekly basis since the start of the wipe. But for guys like me, it doesn't, I, it's more just interesting for me to watch. It doesn't affect me because I can buy my fuel from Jaeger. So I just buy my one can that lasts me 60 hours now. And exactly once a day, and I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's that's what I do as well. And I think, yeah, it was kind of, again, it was that thing of, you know, I think both me and you did something very similar. I had I had something written down which I was just like mulling over, which was about um about how Tarkov's kind of an interesting, like the wipes are kind of weird because like obviously the game's developed and stuff's changed and there's different barters and the you know things have changed in the hideout or whatever. But like broadly speaking, the game is the same. The quests are kind of the same. The things that people do are, are sort of the same. Each wipe sort of rhymes with another. You know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. And mm-hmm. I think you know me and you is kind of the the players who we bought like a a ton of graphics cards really really early. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I spent like a majority of my money on on GPUs early and i think i had 18 before i even had the bitcoin farm 
um, which I bought between like 150 and 200K. And so people who did that had a huge advantage over other people just because you got them so much more cheaply and had them so early, then you're then you're printing out Bitcoins that are, you know, are, are worth more than they have been in any other patch. And it just is like a self-fulfilling thing where you just end up filling your own GPUs, um, your Bitcoin farm with GPUs that you've got the money from, from getting the early Bitcoin farm in the first place. And it's not very expensive because no one else is doing it. And it's, it's, it's one of those interesting things where it's like, if you kind of like, you kind of know what's coming because you've done it before. It's like, it's almost as if you got to just like wind back three years in, Mm. you know, the stock market or something and it's right, like exactly. oh, but it is but it is a bit different it's you're in a different country or something but the same like broad macro things are happening and um and you can kind of like make a good guess as to what's you know what's going to come it's or, uh it's a it's a very interesting one that like you know experienced players have a much much well, a huge advantage over, over newcomers i suppose yeah and if you pay attention to the market, you can tell where the community as a whole is, where they're at yeah, in their hideouts, so where the, what quests they're on, which groups. You know, I I'll, I I don't do it anymore because most of the the population is through the quests. Hmm. That that big wave of people is, and it's kind of filtered out now, so you don't see these spikes. But you know, for example, I, I got to think here. Um, the, when everybody uh, started, I saw AKMs go through the roof, right. <laughs> And I was like, all right, everybody's on their Punisher task line. Guess what? I'm going to start because th- SVDs were selling for 45, 50,000 a piece. I was like, if I find a found and rate SVD, I'm going to hang on to it now for about a week or two because in about a week, everybody's going to be on that task. And guess what? Yeah. SVDs are now selling for 80K a piece uh, if you find them in rate. And that there's so many places where you can see that in tasks and quest lines. Um, you know, the gunsmith are always pretty expensive, but obviously mm. at the start of the wipe, the, the items on that, despite it doesn't matter how many damn videos I make, people still buy those things for 200,000 <laughs> rubles instead of three batteries, you know, it, it drives, I'm still going to sell them for that amount of money. I, I don't get over much over like a hundred K, you know, I won't sell something for 200 K cause it just feels too dirty, but you know, you can see the progression of the game in the economy. And it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool to watch that, okay, everybody's obviously got done with all their relays because instead of relays being, or light bulbs and things like that. And yeah. like you were saying, history repeating itself, you get into a new wipe, you know, all right, this thing isn't going to be worth money for like three months. So I'm just going to sell it. I'm not even going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. This thing's worth a ton of money now, but in, a, in two weeks, when everybody gets to the, you know, they're trying to upgrade level two, you know, the bolts, bolts are a prime example. You know, they, they've, you've seen them come back down now. You know, there was, hmm. there was nights where they were selling for 60,000 a piece. Yeah. Crazy. And you no, know, they've come back down a little bit now, but now you see, um, uh, screw nuts up at 30 K where they were cheap for a while. And, you know, it, it gives you a pretty good idea of where everybody is in the game by yeah. watching that stuff and seeing where the economy is exactly. And I've always wondered how close BSG, I mean, BSG has got to have so much more access to data than I do. You know, mm-hmm. we're just looking 100%. at, you know, basically rough recordings of stuff. They've they've got to have every data point in the game. They've got to know exactly what everything's doing. And, you know, how much, like, if I was ever to get offered a job at BSG, that would be something fucking cool is just be the guy that that watches the market and, and you know, yes, Mr. Burns and fucking <laughs> and ch- changes shit around. They're like, oh, they think they're going to make money here today. Okay, well, let's change this barter around. And, you know, we're just or modify this loophole and you know I, I that's why i got so excited with the the whole uh the dynamic economy thing because it's got it's like daily quests right on our weekly tasks on call of duty or whatever you know uh i think battlefield even had them you know where you've got this task for this week and if you get it you unlock this skin or whatever but mm. they don't need to do that but they can do 
daily or weekly tasks and you get money or some kind of item reward or whatever. And the, the economy fits into that. A dynamic economy fits into that, you know, a fuel shortage and what it does to everything. You know, I didn't shut off. I, I had not shut off my hideout in over a year and I was yeah. shut it off three weeks ago because uh, I didn't, I, I was running out of fucking fuel and I didn't want to spend 300,000 on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was the first time I'd shut my hat off in a while. That made me think, you know, holy shit, this is the, the, the possibilities of how they can really affect the game with the economy and, you know, make certain loot spots on maps insanely. There was that when fuel went through the roof, you could straight and not even get touched, walk through all the tech spawns and interchange. But if you yeah. went into all of you, yeah. better be yeah. like, you better be dressed like you're going to labs if you go into all <laughs> That's so true, actually. I love it. It's great. I think one of my favorite, like the random side effects of all of all of that, which is like kind of inconsequential, but the the fact that they just added pineapple juice into that therapist bar. Oh my pineapple god! Pineapple juice just absolutely <laughs> ripped. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. I was just like, damn, better not drink that. Like, <laughs> I looked like a genius because I had like seven of them in my my. No my way! I just been keeping them. You know, some weird yeah. runs where I had food or water and I threw them in there. I sold all seven of them for like fifty five, sixty k a piece. <laughs> what the hell fantastic oh i love it i love that 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 really that really was uh, was very very fun that was very fun i've enjoyed it look i've really enjoyed it i really um i love what they've done with it um yeah what was i going to talk about next is there was there was something about like the finding raid and and uh, and the whole crafting system i think like you put something out on it but i i can't actually remember what your what your view on it was which is about how many more crafts they're adding that allow you to just like skip over the quests. And I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it at this point. Like it's, I feel like personally for me, it's good because I'm not that keen on some of the quests and it's easy and I can just kind of make the thing and ignore them. But it's a, it's a, it's a funny one because they feel, I don't know, adding finding raid and all this stuff. They want people going into raid to find these items, but then they kind of give you a shortcut sort of almost feels like counter to what they're actually trying to achieve even. Yeah, I went into a lot. If anybody wants to watch it, I'll do a shameless plug. Go check out my YouTube channel. I did a video on it. But like a, a, a milk toast fence sitter, when it comes to a lot of this stuff, I I try to just stick with the facts and mm-hmm. keep my opinion out of it too much because my view of the game is completely different than somebody who is, um, you know, an everyday weekend player. And I understand that because I used to be one of those or not, not an everyday weekend player and the way they view the game and how frustrating the game can be um, for stuff like that, that, you know, yeah, it took me 10 raids to do it. And that's, you know, that's a day, a day, a day of playing, maybe a day and a half, depending on what it is. Whereas somebody else that might be three weeks yeah, to get through a gate kept item. Mm-hmm. And so my approach to it was basically is I, think that they should make crafts for these gatekeep items. They should be in there, but you shouldn't just get them by upgrading your hideout. You know, one of the ideas I had was, for example, the black rock craft, right? Cause that one can be tough for people, mm-hmm. uh, especially newer players that don't know where to go find them or don't recognize them right away when they see them on a scav and might overlook them or not chase somebody down to get them. Um, the, the task for Jaeger where you have to kill Rashala's guards you know, you kill Rashala, then you have to kill Rashala's guards. That task should unlock the black. If you've done that task, you should be able to craft black rocks, in my opinion. 
Um, I because see. you've had it, you've gone into raid to do it. You didn't get it. So you've, you've killed Rashala twice now because you had to kill him once, get out of raid and then go at him again and kill him again. So there's two times you've got it. And if you haven't got the black rock rig, now you should be able to craft it. And you could do that with, and you could make, you know, we were talking about making reserve awesome with tasks, you know, instead of just being able to, you know, magically as this tier three operator, sure. You can shoot a gun and you used to work for this black rock operation. and be super cool. You know, getting in the, the lower, the lower of the game, you know, you're not going to know how to put a, a CFDM together. How, you know, how complicated a, a, a military transmitter is. You're not just going to put that together with some screwdrivers, fucking, you know, <laughs> batteries and circuit boards. You know, it, it, but maybe if you go in and you find one that's broken in raid, you know, like the golden task item, right? You yeah. Know, mechanic makes you go in and find, or peacekeeper makes you go in and find one in raid that's broken in a specific spot in reserve, or it's got four or five spawns in reserve and it spawns in these specific locations, then you got to get out of raid with it. Now you can craft it. And the same thing with the vertex and the graphics card. And I mean, I don't know about you. I couldn't put a graphics card together from, you know, CPU fans and processors and circuit boards and no shot. Not, even make remember, it, not, uh, even, not even make it look like one. I remember somebody, I can't remember where it was. It might even have been on Reddit about, I know someone had just like visualized the, the point at which you <laughs> hand over, you hand over this like handmade, like, you know, brown parcel taped defibrillator to Jaeger <laughs> to complete one of your quests. And he's just like, what in God's name is, <laughs> is this that you've given me here? Yeah. I mean, it is, it is quite crazy, right? Masking tape on the front of it that just says defibrillator. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's a bit strange. I wouldn't actually mind if there was some kind of blueprint for these in the, yeah. in the kind of the same vein, as you said, right. It's like, you have like a blueprint for some of the crafts that you don't have to, uh, you can't just like get them instantaneously. I know there's like so much stuff that needs to be rebalanced around this, around this. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's so much, there's so much, but yeah, in, in the, the way that the game is constructed at the moment, that would probably make more sense at least. Um, well, and you see, you, you see it in your chats, both of you guys do on YouTube that there, people come up with some really good ideas with stuff hmm. and, you know, one of the, or, and have good perspectives on things. And one of the guys brought up is, you know, and I clean talks about this a lot is the way we see the game right now is not what the game's going to be in a year. I mean, look at where the game is now compared to a year ago. Yes. You yeah, know, it's very different. A year ago, this time last year, I was buying F1 grenades, you know, 340 at a time and selling them for, you know, you know, 2000 rubles higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how I made all my money in in the the, the pre pre wipe, and that isn't that isn't even it's not even something that's even compl compl contemplated yeah. anymore. The yeah. um, so I hate to get people too spooled up over things in you know, but it was a good topic to talk about. That was more what the it was just to yeah. get people thinking and talking about the idea of what does making everything found in raid do for the game. Okay, it makes it way harder because now you got to actually get out alive you know, that whole found and raid system they instituted. And then you go back the other direction and basically make it to where you can just buy all the components and craft everything. I mean, there's only like five tasks in the game now that you can't craft things for. You literally can craft everything. I mean, almost the T-plug craft. I saw that T that T-plug craft is one of the ones that just blows my mind the most. It's like, okay, okay. I can understand some of these other crafts, but T-plugs, are you flipping kidding me? You don't need to craft there. You can get them in raid. They're in, Filing cabinets. Yeah. I'm d I don't know why they even added that one, honestly. For the the, the collector task. That's the only one that's gotta be for or whatever one it is where you gotta turn in T yeah. like five T plugs found in raid. But it's just strange because yeah, this this 
Never really a problem. It's like I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to complain about too many of them, but that one I will complain about because it's so those. It's that task is easy. There is no reason to make those, and that's where I kind of see that idea of sure, make some of the stuff craftable. And in the big picture, the T plug craft doesn't really make sure you take a power cord and you cut the thing off and go here you go here's your T plug. And it, what does it matter that the guy that you're giving it to, whether you found it in raid or you made it or whatever, and that whole argument, but. The idea of it is, is in the gameplay, right? The whole point of these found and rate items is to push people out into the world and make them go places they're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, people that won't go to shoreline because they watch videos of like me running through and killing five man KS23 squads, those poor, poor bastards. And they're like, nope, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with that. That resort is full of people like that. And it is, you know, you can look at guys like Liston or Bake Jake or, you know, some of the other big streamers, if they don't go labs, they go shoreline because that's where you find the good PVP. And, um, but they have to go because if they want to get their found and radioletics and get that juicy, juicy thick case, they sure should. It's either that or labs boys. It's either that or labs. Exactly. Exactly. That's uh it's it's very, very true. Yeah, it's it's just a strange one, right? It's like we're always considering, you know, what the game looks like now and trying to see what things should be different around the system we have now, all knowing in the back of our minds that it's all gonna be all gonna be completely changed. Right. Like, like I was kind of yeah, I was kind of thinking about the barter system as well, and just in terms of some barters are useless and some barters are really, really good. And it I always felt like maybe it was like slightly controversial, but I really wouldn't mind from a game design perspective if the barters were could only be done with finding raid items because then it would I mean that you that could too. then it would mean that you could make some, make the barters like cracking value you know what I mean like they could be really really good value but you wouldn't just be able to go like buy the stuff da, da, da. it's like it's very similar to the way you used to be able to buy from the trader and put it straight back on the flea market that you said before right like buy from the flea and then give it straight to the trader is for the for the barter it kind of like undermines the whole purpose it's just an extra step in doing the barter trade and and then something is kind of like connected to trader level and that's about it whereas if like you actually had to find the things it would mean that people would save the stuff i think it would be better i don't know i think it would be good watching some of the the other podcasts out there um i think veritas hits the point on the head i don't think his solutions are quite right well maybe they are but when he says that what's happening now is they took they took a system that was designed to do something completely different the found and raid system and have bastardized it and piled on top of it. So now you have this hodgepodge duct tape chicken wired thing together, taking using a rule base that was never designed to go this direction. And I can't remember if it was, I don't remember who it was. I, I don't want to give bad credit to somebody. It was one of the podcasts with, um, with Pestelier, uh, one of the bigger podcast, one of the, some of the bigger content creators, but they were talking about, you know, multiple found and raid systems, right? Like you had found on boss, you know, found in raid crafted, you know, oh, and so like items that you like the Black Rocks, for example, right? Like, where did you get the item? Like exactly. a tag. So like if you like the if you got out a raid with um something from Killa that was marked off Killa, whether it was his armor, his helmet, his mm-hmm. gun, a magazine, it didn't matter what it was, that could that would that would uh suffice for that quest. You know, you gotta turn in Killa's helmet to yeah, right. So you guys could go in as a five man, kill Killa. Everybody takes a part, you know, mm. a helmet. And this was Veritas that said this mm-hmm. um, specifically. So, and I did like that idea, you know, multiple levels of found and raid, you know, you can't sell shit on the flea market unless it's found and raid period. Right. Like that check barks there. But then instead of trying to apply that specific scenario to so many different things, um, 
multi-layer it, give it other stuff, you know, certain crafts, not all crafts, but certain crafts. Like if you're doing something for tasks or something really, really valuable, like graphics cards, you know, some of the stuff has to be found in raid or crafted. Yeah. And it that, makes sense. And, craft, and crafted would be another checkbox, you know? Mm. Um, so you couldn't, uh, you know, you couldn't like, let's say, uh, you know, one of my pet peeves, you can't gra- craft green gunpowder and then turn it into BP. You got to find found and raid BP or you got to purchase it off the flea market, you know, things like that. I mean, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know exactly how that would affect the economy with that, without testing it, <clears throat> which is why I don't get spooled up personally. And I try to tell everybody calm down when BSG <laughs> changes something that completely blows the market apart. It's like, guys, relax. They're testing. This could lead to something amazing. This might suck. This might really, really suck. But what comes out of it, the 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 baby that comes out of this idea could be absolutely like Jesus for the game and completely change the way the game works. Yeah, I completely agree. I think like me and Church have spoken before about this as saying we kind of wish that they'd ch- do this more. That's why I was so happy that they did the fleet, the um, fuel thing, because I love it when they try stuff and test stuff. And that's kind of the whole point of of this right and they've kind of like ended up in this weird situation where they're like well we want to try stuff but then people complain so much now we've made this test server as well to like try and figure out whether we can test things but sometimes you want to test stuff on the main branch and it's like it's all all a bit strange like i'm i'm all for them just doing whatever and just like it just going crazy i mean it's supposed to be you know criminalized wasteland in the sort of aftermath of you know complete closure (laughs) and an apocalypse yeah we seem to have some kind of like fully working you know high latency (laughs) trading system to buy items from each other it's very strange i as uh i'm I'm all i'm all for you know the flea market maybe it's just like something happens and it breaks it's gone for a week high, high bandwidth internet that you can run your bitcoin farm off of yeah <laughs> something like that i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited about it i, I mean it really makes sense F- fuel shouldn't be something that's readily available like you're saying right? exactly exactly you, you look at any dystopian movie or representation of what it would be like after that and fuel the only thing fought after more than fuel is food and water which yeah. i think is awesome i i think that was one thing they did and made and people are annoyed by it but you know what the game's supposed to be fucking annoying mm. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Church. I, I, <laughs> I know it's not my channel. I get a little, I, I get carried away with the language, but the, uh, oh, you know, you. the uh, uh, Viva the Dirt guys, you know, their video about getting dick punched, that, that is going to be forever ingrained in my, my memory is what Tarkov <laughs> is. And that's what it is. And that's what the people that really, really love the game, that's what they love about it is that it punches you in the dick. It hurts. When you get, when you come around a corner because you're not, and you're not checking corners right, and that, that, fucking pistoling with a fucking shrimp shoots you the head eyes you with you know two million dollars worth of gear on and you can you saw him as you're falling over and he still had the timmy clothes on and you're just like ah, ah. <laughs> and the only person's fault it is is you because you were just lackadaisically walking around corners and not clearing properly you know that that side of the game is what makes the game amazing to me that pert it hurts Call of Duty, you just you could literally just you know like I, I picture uh, Homer Simpson with the bird, and this kind of dates me. But that episode where he he works from home and he gets all fat and wears the moo moo, and he just has a little bird that dips and hits the button <laughs> to discharge the nuclear waste kind of thing. Like that's yeah. what Call of Duty is. You could you could like tape your W button down and just lean back and run around with your mouse, and you know every time you die, you're just you're just charging W at shit. Right. The investment in your in your character and not wanting to die is the best part. 
it's yeah it's what makes it such a crazy crazy game to play and what, what makes it such one hell of a drug like and even no matter how much gear you have money you have whatever like it still sucks to die with like a million rubles worth of gear right it's uh it always it always sucks it always sucks to die to that guy with the tars or that you know, you know, the scav with the buckshot and when, you know like when you play call of duty and you, you kill like if you're playing duos or you're playing a team and you have some sick play and you win the match you know that that sense of victory is gone in 30 seconds right good just gone but call of duty or in tarkov even to this it happened a couple of days ago I kill I killed a five man on Dor in resort and I got done and I settled and you know always making sure there's not one more and I'm sitting there serving and healing and I have to get off my keyboard and my hands are just you know the adrenaline's <laughs> there it's legit yeah. dude and it, it, the adrenaline's there and I don't know of any I can't remember of any other game that's ever 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 been like that consistently you know there yeah. might be games you play like the first time you played Call of Duty way back in the day on Xbox and you invaded Normandy Beach and that how insane that game was and in its time frame but that was it it was done this game yeah. i've been playing tarkov for 14 months now and it doesn't matter i still get into situations even if it's like crazy 1v1s where you get in this insane fight with somebody who's you're counterflanking each other and you're pushing each other with grenades and you're pushing each other back with grenades and you know you're you're catching reloads and you know you both run out of ammo at the same time and you look at each other for a second and you both run away from each other so you can reload and you know all that shit you get that adrenaline rush Hundred percent. I think like the two places that I've had something similar, and this is the thing: like it's not as consistent. And I, I kind of have this sort of mental map of the way that I've seen this, uh, the these kind of games moving. Like the first one was um, was Daisy, um, but there's such it kind of it generates that by the virtue of having such a long period of time of of inaction between things happening. Mm. And so when stuff does happen, it's like that that much more critical and you also most of the time get surprised by it but there's a lot of downtime in daisy um and then the other the other side of it which is the the PUBG way right which is like nowhere near the same until you get kind of into like final circle kind of level and then like i used to get the very very similar thing yeah yeah 100 true and yeah. warzone does the same thing with call of duty yeah. and um but it's interesting because like i've always spoken about kind of how daisy is really kind of like because it's quite a pure like daisy's quite a pure game right because you can you know it's all in sort of real time and the, the servers continue on after you've left and that kind of thing. So it's kind of like the a closer sort of approximation to reality. And then you can kind of take it two ways. Like there's one one spiritual arcade way that you can take it, which is the PUBG way where you force action with the circle. Or you can take it the Tarkov way, which is a completely different way that I'd never really thought of until I saw the game, which is about the whole timer right and so you have to get out of the raid in a certain time you don't actually have to engage people but you can go and do what you like which yeah. is the thing that i love about tarkov because you can kind of choose how long or short you want the raids to be you can kind of decide what you want to do whereas something like you know PUBG, if you if you're looking to win right you're gonna to have to play for 45 minutes whereas on tarkov you can just play factory and it's like a, at most 20 minutes you're probably going to die within you know three minutes or uh or survive for sort of you know five eight minutes and then leave so you can it's really like it feels a lot more a lot more free and sort of up to you but i think because of the fact that they've managed to somehow kind of concentrate the we're going to go on a raid into a hot area from day z and then abstracted which is veritas's favorite word but abstracted all of the other bits of the game all of the like you know we're sat around in the forest like cooking on campfires and like organizing our stash whatever you have that like just in menus instead mm -hmm. and so it like sh it shrinks the game down to the important parts keeps right. the element of risk but makes a more consistent experience that makes you feel as though you're about to have a heart attack every five minutes, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be bad for hell. Dude, my I, my kids are starting to learn it too because my door is right here to my right, and I'll be sitting here, and it'll be some place where I'm. They can, and I know they can see me. I'll be crouched down, and I'm creeping around, and they recognize it because they see it too. They'll be like, "Oh, daddy's sneaking around and doing this." <laughs> And my four-year-old will come out to me and go, Daddy, and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I mean, the, the, to me, that's a great pleasure of the game. Um, and it, it wasn't just Tarkov. I'd been, and we might've talked about this before, but I do have a deep love for this game. And I will go to bat for it when people attack it unfairly. Mm. Um, I think the devs, you know, Nikita and the team he's built have a gem of a game right here in front of them. Um, and I can say, I, I have a lot, more, I have, I have probably twice the experience of most players in video games just because I'm fucking old. And the experience of seeing the games over the years and ones that are built and ones that are good and ones that are not, this game is truly unique with what it is and what its potentials are. And If you approach a game to play a game for what it is and not what you want it to be, you have a lot more fun with different types of games, right? And you don't hate on it. You know, there's a lot of guys that want Tarkov to be more Call of Duty-like. And um, there's guys that straight play it like that. You know, I watched, um, I raided uh, Mr. Nyhouse a couple of days ago and watched him for about 45 minutes to an hour, just watched him play and actually picked up some tips watching a guy just because of how aggressive he plays. Yeah. And some things you can do to really catch people. You don't have to play aggressive like that all the time. He does. I mean, that kid, I was like, dude, how is your level, your vitality level 20 already? Because I mean, he's higher than mine. And I, then I realized he yeets himself off of buildings every fucking three minutes. <laughs> he's like a handicapped Spider-Man. You know, he's a Spider-Man without webs. He jumps off the building and just hits the ground. And it works because he uses it for, he gets some crazy flanks on people yeah. and uses grenade and you and abuses Tarkov's screwed up sound system and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, watching how so many different people can approach the game in so many different ways and be successful. I mean, if you look at like the top, take like the top 10 streamers, and I don't even know who all 10 of them are, but like, say, you know, Pestily, Landmark, uh, Slush Puppy, uh, and and the list goes on. I don't want to offend anybody by not naming them, but I don't know a single one of them that play the game the same way. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, even if you go into the guys that play really aggressive like Landmark, um, what's his name? Uh. He plays with Landmark quite a bit too. Uh, they're absolutely dist- He did that grenade video on they, him and Landmark went in with like 400 grenades on labs and just fucking blew everybody up. You know, it was like having GLs before GLs. But um, those two guys are very aggressive players, but their play styles are very, very, very different. You know, you get guys like Hyper Rat or Liston or myself. You know, it, there's just so many ways to play this game. And that's what you were talking about, Church, is, or Beef is the ability to play the game the way you want to play it and still be successful. Yeah, it's great. It really is good. It really is. It really is so, so good. Man, I love Tarkov. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking quit my job because of it, dude. Like I was kind of trying to get to that, but that was, this was the game that pushed me and dude, I can create, I like this game enough to create content because that's, you really have to, in order to create good content, you have to love what you're doing. If you don't like a game, 
you're not going to make good content. I think the thing about it, right, is that there's like there's an endless pool of stuff to talk about. Like I've never felt compelled to try and do this before, right? And I played lots of other games, and it was only really with Tarkov that I thought there's actually enough to say. There's enough to do. There's enough of a an angle because I actually really like teaching people anyway. I kind of always yeah. have done, but like, what am I going to teach somebody about? PUBG or Call of Duty or, or whatever. It's like kind of more just like game experience, and you just you just play and you learn, you get better every time. And yeah, there's some stuff that you could be you know you could learn. Um, but again, I'm no pro, right? And so it's like a lot of those games are more like aim mechanics and you know, some cheeky spots and map knowledge, that kind of thing. Like Tarkov is a whole other ball game, right? It's like the whole the whole like money making element, the strategy of it, like how to get better, the, the all the systems in the game that you need to learn. It's like a complete like the depth is is just insane, right? You have like guys who are commenting on the poll that I put out being like, I'm level 20. I still feel like I've only played 10 raids. And um, <laughs> I'm only, and you know, I'm, I'm think, feel like I'm doing all right. And I've played 200 hours so far. And you I'm like, you know, you only feel like you scratched the surface after 200 hours. It's like bonkers. You, you want to, one of the most awful experiences I can explain as somebody who gets Kappa and gets everything finished up and you get playing and then you get playing and get end of game style gameplay, which is basically you, you put on whatever gear you want and run around and have yeah. fun is what I chalk it up to create a new account and, and, and fucking try to go run through customs with that. Well, I guess the starter gear is a little bit better now, but try that. Go, go try that. Go try, start a new account right yeah, it's now. It's tough. It's, it's tough. And, and it's even, tough. even get across the goddamn river in customs. Yeah. And like, it doesn't was, matter with it, how much knowledge you have. <laughs> I, I started to dabble at the end of last wipe with um with hardcore, but I ended up not I sort of like ran out of time a bit um and so didn't end up doing it. So I but I did like probably ten raids or something, and that was super interesting. I did actually want to ask you about it. Like what what did you think about hardcore? Because that kind of um I would really, really love, and I've I've said this in a few places, that I would love to have two accounts. I would love to have the normal account, just keep everything the same as is, but I would love there to be a hardcore account where there is no traders. Server no where the rules were set up for nothing. hardcore. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a whole and a whole service. So you only match the games. Because yeah, like it's it's okay playing it yourself. It's fine. But I would really like to be playing against other people who are also running the same rule set. You know what I mean? I like I don't want to be idea. playing against yeah, other I people who are idea. I think it would be sick. And loads of people are like, oh, but it's gonna split the player base and stuff. I'm like, look, we already have like seven maps and stuff. Like, I mean really? there's ten players there's ten players on a goddamn map. There could be five hundred people playing the game. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I think it would be cool. And I actually had a lot of fun in the the short amount of time that I did hardcore and like hopefully if i get enough time i might revisit it this wipe it was it was so much fun like i ended up like leaving one raid with a heavy what was it the heavy was heavy bleeding even then then i think they just brought heavy bleeding in i had like left a raid with heavy bleed and i was like guys i have no way to heal this at all and i'm like <laughs> in my hideout just like i'm gonna have to try and find it so I'm, like right okay we'll go to we'll go to customs we'll go to crack house just like sprint there with the bleed on try and find like a slayer or something s march whatever it's great like it was it was uh it was wild right and and chat was like right behind me all the way right. and it, like i mean it creates its own narrative it creates its own story because things happen that are difficult to fix you're like you you, you make a mistake and then you're like mm, i'm really stuck and then i have to like create this like you know elaborate plan to try and repair the thing that you know the thing that you the situation you got yourself in and it's kind of like yeah it creates this narrative and this story which is actually really really good i think that's the one the one little element that tarkov misses sometimes is like the, the storytelling element which you can do 
but I don't think that the game necessarily like naturally lends itself well as well to it as it could if they you know had some some extra elements like VoIP and a few other things that people have uh, people have mentioned previously. Um, you have to well, sort of try a bit. You have to try a bit to make right it work. Now is the uh, the three man squad that came behind you and followed a blood trail for like. 600 meters wondering what what why is what is this is there a dead deer running through here yeah like, have you played from your spot all the way up to wherever <laughs> you're going exactly right and it's that kind of thing that's just um that's super super cool about it yeah i had i had a great time because it's like you're trying to like the, the thing that i really miss about the early game and people always say the early game is the best and it's like the early game is you're basically playing hardcore and i've, I've argued argued this as well is the one of the reasons why the game is so hard for new players is because you've got traders at level one they sell you complete junk you have no flea market you can't like you're basically playing hardcore you can only use the things you pick up you can only use 10 buy 10 round mags for eight for proper like 762 ak's you can't even get the 30 so to try and do some kind of gun build you have to pick up random bits of pieces and like stick them together like stuff from your scav or whatever and i actually like the first time that i managed to put together a gun just out of crap that i'd found in raid i was like man this is good i like it you know and and it was that feeling of just like trying to make do with what you have found to put together the best build you can just out of all of the junk felt a lot better than just kind of like buying all the parts for a gun build off the flea which is is cool at first but it it runs i don't know it runs thin a bit you just kind of take it for granted after a while, and it's not as yeah. not as entertaining as it was. Like it's 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 it okay. Totally changes the game. It changes the game. Yeah, the game is a different game when you get to that stage of the game. Your reason for playing is completely different than what it is before. Yeah, and I I feel like maybe that kind of gets lost like too early. I I still feel that they could keep the game like broadly the same as it is now. But there's things like things like, and again they they say it's a beta they want people to test it so they want everything in the game i get that argument that's fine but if you're looking at it purely on a gameplay mechanics things like i don't know things like the vector you probably would want it to be much more scarce than it is now like i've always had this like harebrained idea about um some of the trader quests where it's like i think the mark 18 actually probably comes closest to this like i've not even used that gun yet because um because i don't have it unlocked right and you can't find it anywhere but to have like a weapon like that imagine if it was like the it was only finding raid, but only the parts. You, sir, are missing out on a great deal of fun. <laughs> Let me just tell I'm, you that I'm, right now. I'm, the first thing you need to do on the next time you play is go to the flea market, buy that thing because it's only like 150k off the of flea market. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, the, the the expensive part is the rounds. They're like thirty thousand yeah. a shot. It's like I, I looked like. Shot a while but i haven't looked for ages and i looked a while back and there were zero there were none there, that, was, there, that was a while back there is nothing quite like shooting a five man with thermals with the mark 18 because as soon as that first shot rips loose you can you can practically hear the fear in them <laughs> when their first friend falls over dead and you hear that and all of them go in different directions. There's no, like, I swear to God, they're throwing grenades at each other and shooting each other in the legs just to slow them down so that I'm shooting at that one and not the one trying to run away. The fear and discontent in people when you do that is, um, especially when it's your own teammate. That but anyways, I'm sorry to steal your thunder on the idea. I, I agree. They, they, things like that to make stuff more valuable, like the grenade launcher or the Mark 18 or, you know, the vector. I mean, the vector is one of the most advanced submachine guns in the world. Yeah. And you can buy it from, you could buy it for level two skier for a while. It's like, yeah. <laughs> come on guys. Now it's skier three, right? Like it should be, you know, it, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't want to like block stuff off, but at the same time, it's like you should probably you only be able to like you'd have yeah. to like do some special weekly task for Skier, and you get one a week. He has to well, he has to order it specially. In, well, you know, there's you one know? other thing, Beef, that I think about like this that I think is going to change things up quite a bit with the guns, which is why I don't think they do some crazy stuff with gatekeeping guns. Hmm. Um, is the jamming system when it comes out, you know, m- m- malfunctions and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how much experience either you guys have with firearms, but if you slap a 60 round mag into a M4 that's suppressed and you try to shoot that whole fucking mag through there and then jam another one in there and shoot another one, you ain't going to get through it. It's going to gum up on you. The amount of suppressors with how much they affect firearms is pretty, pretty dramatic. Um, so yeah, I've, I've there's going to be a lot read, of balance yeah. that comes in when, when they institute malfunctions, when you have high cyclic weapons, especially suppressed ones. I, I don't know if the vector has an issue with that or not specifically. I don't know a whole lot about it in real life, but uh, things are going to change a lot with how people with the guns people use and how they choose to use them. Because when you, anytime you shoot a weapon at high cyclic rate, you, you introduce all sorts of issues. You know, if, if you, if you dump four 60 round mags back to back out of a, an M16, you're you're there's a lot of issues you're going to face including heat Mm. that are going to be a problem and i think that is going to bring a very very interesting balancing perspective into the game Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly how they're going to do it but i had some ideas in my head about like if it was me what would i do and because i was was thinking about this right there's like a lot of games and you can even look to a game like Fortnite, right which has the same gun but different variants that are better or worse than than one another right mm-hmm. and i was like well a completely different system but like along that same vein what if every part had a durability right and what if the traders like the you know, level one trader akm is like a piece of crap and it starts off at 50 percent durability but the, you could like find ones that were like much better right and then then it would make it would actually make the flea market more interesting because like right. kind of everything would have a durability it'd be like armor right armor on the flea market is a bit weird because stuff isn't like directly one-to-one because like oh this one's like 56 and this one's like 48 and they've got different maxes and stuff so armor's like i i quite like the armor um like the armor dynamic on the flea just because it's mm-hmm. a bit like well i could get this one and repair it but then this one's this one's new but it's like 50k more and this one's got like a lower max hp like if they had something like that for for weapons parts too because like suppressors clearly would get destroyed much much more quickly than other pieces um and, and some pieces would take you know more durability damage than others i don't maybe you wouldn't need every single part to have a durability on it but at least the the critical core components of a weapon um and you could potentially do it that way and then it would give you the ability to put something in raid that was really, really valuable, like a 100% durability, whatever, right? That maybe you couldn't actually buy from the traders. The traders will only sell you 80% durability stuff, or, or I, I don't know, because it's all secondhand gear. I don't know. It's just like, I'm trying to think of like ways you could put things into the into the game that like fa- that are properly like in raid that makes it worthwhile going in raid and 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 finding it rather that than just buying it from the trader. Amazing idea, beef. That is an amazing idea, dude. Because Things like barrel quality, you know, firing pins, ejector pins, things that are the actual pieces of the inside of the gun and how they wear down and how they affect, you know, guns that used a lot. Or, you know, it would make, fuck, it would make AKs amazing again because it doesn't matter what they're, those things will shoot forever. Whereas, so will M4 platforms. They just need to be babysat a lot better. They need to be maintained really well. You know, and if you don't have the ability to maintain them, they are going to jam like crazy on you. 
you know, if it's raining out, you know, if it's shitty weather, all of that stuff has huge effects on how guns function, how well they function and what you can do with them. And if they could find a way to institute that into the game, individual partner abilities, you know, you'd find somebody's M4 on the ground and you'd think twice about throwing it out. You know, it might not look that good, but he could have a brand new bolt in there. Mm, or brand yeah. New and you'd be like, hmm, yeah, I'm going to. And you, like you said, you don't have to do it with every part. The durability of the stock doesn't matter. But yeah. the actual the wear parts in the gun are a big deal. Yeah. And um, it would be the the and from personal experience, my my ADAR, it's it, it's an ADAR. It's a MP15. You know, it's an it's an M16 civilian version, M4 kind of deal. But mm-hmm. um it uh I've got over 10,000 rounds through it. And okay. there's a there's parts on it that are wore out now that it doesn't work super good anymore. And it makes some weird noises when you shoot because the buffer's <laughs> going and it's serious. And I just, I haven't got the new parts because with things lately, it's kind of hard to get parts for guns, especially right. specific ones. But, and I don't shoot it that much anymore because I'm kind of lazy with it. But the, that's what I'm thinking of when you start talking about individual parts being wore out and how that can affect, how that does affect the gun. Mm. And, mm. uh, how cool that would be the dynamic that would add to the game. Plus it would be great yeah. for content creation. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be, it would be a nice thing to kind of like stop all the parts being the same. It would, it would give you some kind of control over like the variability of the, of the drops. And, and also, cause I was thinking about this, I've been thinking about this for ages, right? it's like, how do you make looting stuff worthwhile? And you think of something like, I always hark back to some, you know, other games that I've played before, like Diablo two and what makes people go and, you know, run bosses over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And like, yeah, there's red loot drops and all this kind of stuff, but the items themselves have roles, right? So it's like this, you know, this legendary item, maybe the top tier, but it's not, it's not the best thing. If you end up getting the the bad roll on it or something, you know, it can have five to 15 on this stat and it can have, you know, 10 to 20 on this stat. And if you manage to roll a perfect, like 15, 20, then it's worth, you know, multiple millions. And if it's at the bottom end, then it's worth nothing. This would be kind of a similar system coming to Tarkov of where yeah you can you know a, a 100% durability piece would go for way 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 more than something that was even down to you know 80 or 17 it would allow you to put more variability in, in the parts and and give the game a little bit more um more variety which i think is good think yeah skeleton like skeletonized grips like the durability of those instead of being plus 13 ergo it starts to wear down and it's 10 ergo and 5 ergo or whatever oh yeah you could even yeah you could even have the stats changes it slowly yeah, wears down exactly. yeah well, they were yeah. like they kind of do already, right? So when a gun wears down, its accuracy lowers. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but the no, MOA MOA is greatly affected by how repaired the gun is. Really? I never noticed. Yeah, That's something new every mm. day. So um you could apply that in different aspects, you know, mm. like uh as certain parts on a gun wear down, it's more likely to jam. So again, you get into that future, that future mechanic in the game, but you, you might pick up this uh try to think of a gun you'd pick up off a scav like let's say you pick up a uh um some kind of ak off a scav you know busted akm without a stock on it yeah uh, but the uh you know the barrel's in good shape but the bolts are beat to shit so you go and you buy you get a new bolt for it and all mm. of a sudden instead of this gun jamming every third or fourth round now it shoots real clean you know things like that could make Oh God, you're, 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 it'd be so cool, dude. You're, you're, you're really, uh, you're really tickling the taint of a gun nut right there when you start talking about (laughs) stuff. (laughs) It'd be so cool. 
It'd be so cool. <laughs> I, I would love it. I would love it. Because I think like one of the biggest problems that I have, and a couple of a couple of other uh, people have, have always noticed this, is that like I always end up with like tons of money because I focus on my economy and my hideout and stuff, and I don't really do that much looting. I'm like notoriously bad at looting, and chat is always just like you've missed this cash here and there's a thing there and i'm just like yeah it's fine whatever, whatever. And like other streamers come in and they're just like i think it's shifty who's always just comes in and he's like i don't know how gig always has so much money because he never loots anything like <laughs> and i just kind of like it's because i just don't feel like it's worth it half the time i'm just like and i get lazy with where the spawns are and like oh you know i'll go and loot some stuff but it's like when you know when you have the hideout um you can't loot it if you don't spend it <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so if you know if you're if you're careful with your budget and you've got um you've got decent economy then then it's good but it would be i I do think some more stuff should be kind of like finding raid only and not be able to be bought from the flea but i don't know i think that's uh, probably the, i think the reason why I, I like the idea of the vision of the way that they they want to do it and i don't feel like the current implementation of the game sounds like how they want it to be and so i've mm. i'm always trying to think of things that are going to be sort of align more with like what nikita's kind of said about how he thinks ah, it right. should look and yeah and how we how we implement that and that's the hardest part like i i, I do not envy their job because i feel like they're constantly in like a, a battle here like struggling between pleasing the current player base how the game currently is with like the flea market fund racist and the economy the balance changes and then you have like this future vision which just completely blows all that out of the water like they apparently there's you have to go to a physical trader to buy items. That's that's like an an insane that has huge implications on like the economy and and how that will function. You know, like maybe all of a sudden pineapple juice will be like insanely valuable because you, you got to get your fuel because you got to bring that pineapple juice to therapist wherever she's at. You know, it's just it's yeah they have such a such a hard job. I do not envy them at all. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much stuff that they they've talked about when they change it. How you know, even one little thing. I mean, you look at one thing, they will talk about changing weapon jamming, or mm. uh, and completely separate from all the other changes they want to make. Whether it's weapon jamming, whether it's interconnected laps, uh, maps, you know, entering yeah. laps through factory or customs, uh, you know, uh, or streets. Uh, sorry, I guess is what I meant more. Um, or the 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 modular armor system they're going to come up with and you're yeah. going to have you know five times as many hitboxes as you have now you know all every one of those changes by itself is completely changing to the game and yeah, yeah. there's still dozen of them out there that they're going to do or that they've talked about wanting to do the game is going to be completely completely different Lockpicking. and that's one thing i try to remember yeah exactly there's yeah, things that i, I can so try many. to remember before i get too spooled up about a change they make because it could that change they're making now could mean absolutely nothing in six months. It could be completely meaningless. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. It's, I think it's a very, very, very good point. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, I did. I, I just yeah, I think like the game as it is now, and the raid, the raid systems themselves is going to be yeah put into question by open world. But again. Nobody, nobody knows what any of this stuff means because yeah. they haven't said exactly how it's going to get implemented. So I, it's very hard to speculate. I think if I understand what they've said, weapon jams is the next thing they're coming out with. The armor system got pushed back and straight to Tarkov. And it sounds like the very, 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 very baby step foundation of open world is coming with streets where you got to go to factory to go to streets to go to labs or whatever the path was for that right 
they're going to gatekeep labs and maybe reserve and that's it which maybe is a good thing because then you won't yeah. have flicks running around <laughs> level one <laughs> two hours into wipe because they you know, killed the, some raider right exactly or you know you run into a level two running on reserve with a pistol like this is supposed to be one of the most dangerous places in the game and you got a guy running around naked with a pistol no mm-hmm. no 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 that's not how this works <laughs> the what you were talking about church right there with um i think one thing that i miss that i think i don't know why they took it out but i don't know if you guys remember but backpacks used to have stats yes they used to have, i remember they used that. To have like debuffs and stuff yeah yes. yep yeah. so bigger backpacks debuffed you more than little backpacks Mm -hmm. you know there is absolutely no reason there is no there's three backpacks the exact same size right now right the scav backpack the mbss or not the mbss the uh burkut and then the new black one i can't remember what it is uh those three are all exactly the same size there's not really any difference in running the three of them yeah so and i from what i've heard from what cleans talked about there is going to be very very drastic changes to the backpacks and how they work um, and the stats they provide and what certain ones can hold kind of like the med backpack can only hold meds mm, interesting. like, like things like the mechanic backpack, you know, those slots are only going to be able to hold certain things. Um, mm. and there is advantage to run some backpacks over others, right? Like if I'm playing, if I'm doing a lot of proning and laying down for shooter born in heaven and stuff, I'll that's, I'll run a tri-zip. That's all I'll run because it's skinny, right? It doesn't stick off your back like an attack two yeah. or a beta. Uh, the, but aside of that, there's no consideration other than looks. But there, you know, Clean had mentioned, and this was a long time ago, about you know when you're when you've got a backpack and you're overweight, it's actually going to affect your recoil. Like you'll have less uh. recoil because you're heavy as shit, which makes sense. You know, if you, if you have a 50 pound bag on and you go to unleash with a fully automatic weapon in real life, the concept is is you have more mass, therefore recoil affects you a lot less which is true, yeah. but th- you know, and so there's going to be all sorts of stuff they're going to do with backpacks and different gear, just like they have with armor that I think is going to be really, really good. You know, when you start inter- in, in, in making things like backpacks, a choice, literally every item you have to pick into a raid be an effect on how you get in and out of raid, you know, how much ammo you carry, what magazines you carry, having more of an effect than just one point of ergo, you know, all that stuff can matter because some mags can fit in certain rigs and certain can't. You know, you like, for example, like a, a, a 60 round D mag. I can show you guys right now exactly what I'm doing. Can I do this real quick? Yeah, can go I for make- it. Yeah. 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 I'm intrigued as to what's coming. So here's something right here, right? This is a, this is a rig. This is a, this is a plate carrier. So this would be like a slick, but with pockets on it, right? Yeah. This is a P mag. This is a, just like in the game, a regular non windowed P mag, right? Mm-hmm. It goes right in that slot. That's that's like a two that's like a two slot right there for uh, yeah. a Mac on a rig, right? Yeah, right in and out. If you try to take a fucking this is a D sixty, this is the same D sixty, right? Takes up two slots in the game. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see how stupid this looks. I think people have spoken about this before, oh, but how can, like those mags just shouldn't it. go in there. Even the double, even, um, even even the double shouldn't go in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So looks pretty awkward and clunky. Yeah. I don't even know of a carrier that can carry a, a, a mag like this. Like this is something that you would have in your backpack. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like this would be what was in your gun when you went into a raid and then you could switch to one of these, but you're throwing this thing on the ground or you're putting it in your backpack. Right. You know, it's not the idea that you have a rig that you can put a fucking drum mag in and it sits on your chest. 
Have you ever seen a drum mag? <laughs> You'd look like a pregnant woman. <laughs> yeah, I think too they even said stuff like the jamming on the drum mags are going to be a lot more higher chances of jamming because it's just the way yeah. they operate. That's how it happens. Pretty good. That's about the only drum mag I've ever run that doesn't mm. have a jamming issue. Um, but again, it's brand new. It's super clean. You get one of those things into a field environment and they are nightmares. That's why the military doesn't use them. That's why they don't use them. They are feeding, jamming nightmares. And anything that's a high slick, cyclic rate weapon, that's where LMGs come in. That's why you have belt fed. Yeah. Hmm. That's what they're for. That is the difference between that is why there's a difference between those. You know, in, in Call of Duty, it's just seen as a reload animation, right? It takes longer to reload a belt fed. Well, the reason you have a belt fed is it's generally open bolt fed. And I, I won't get into all the super details about it, but there's very specific mechanic reasons behind jamming and overheating and stuff that why you have a belt fed weapon versus a magazine fed weapon and the trade off that you have to choose there. And right now, there is no belt fed weapons in the game that you carry. Yeah. And you could. There, there, there are man operated belt fed weapons, an M249, for example. Yeah. Um, things like that that, uh, are belt fed that are smaller man portable. But um, as far as the storage and the, the things like that, I think there's some work that could be done to balance it. Like, I mean, you guys saw right there how ridiculous that uh, that was. You, you shouldn't be able to have a rig that can quickly, you can quickly switch between 60 round mags. I mean, could you imagine the, the freak out of the player base if they made it to where you couldn't do that anymore? I mean, everybody would just go crazy, but at the same time, right, it's, it doesn't really make sense the way that it is now. And should the 60 round, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the 60 round meta anyway, just as like a game design from a game design point of view. Well, there's no, I think like, it's a bit like, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but it's just like, there's no, it's like the, the choice. I mean, they've tried to like cut it back, but there's no really thought to it. You know what I mean? There's no like depth to it. It's just like, have you, have you ever killed a, uh, have you killed a vector recently where there wasn't, 50 round mags on the person like if i run the vector no. i won't even put i won't even put the stick mags in it why run the stick mags yeah they take up the same amount of space as the 50 round drum Pretty rare right there's no like the... if you if you try to do something you institute something like that right think about how much that chains an m4 if you can't you can only put one 60 round mag otherwise you're changing out of your backpack which is just slower right mm-hmm. you can do it but if you can only put drum mags in on the gun as you run in the raid and then you're switching to a smaller think about how much that changes what the m4 meta is or even uh, just like the sorry to cut you off again the drum mags are just like have a higher chance to to jam than a regular 100 that would just no, be, I agree with that. it'd be such a risk reward thing you know like because right mm. now like the ergo penalty i've seen people run around with zero ergo essays on labs and like yes <laughs> it's no big deal so clearly the ergo system isn't working but and different different weapon systems have different ways of dealing with jams. Mm. Like uh, an M4 is it when you have a, a malfunction in it. They're, no, 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 they're super easy to clear. Oh, really? I thought they were. More yeah, yeah, that's what they're designed. I mean, you got to remember, guys. They're, they the M4s are designed to work with eighteen year olds that have never seen a gun in their entire life. <laughs> that's that's what they're designed for. And the systems you you literally in the Marine Corps they train people how to use them from nothing to expert within a week. And you go through, there's drills that you do for clearing malfunctions and stuff like that. Now, other guns that if you have a malfunction in, like, like an MDR, for example, when that thing jams, I about have to damn, have to take the damn thing apart to get it clean, opened up and, uh, 
taken care of. Whereas an M4, there's a couple of malfunctions that are a little bit more complicated. But the, the Diddy in the Marine Corps is literally tap, rack, bang. <laughs> if you have a malfunction, you tap the mag, you rack another round, you pull the trigger. You know, that's one of the malfunction clearing systems that, it, it you know, there and there's others in there. You know, that's things like the forward assist and stuff like that. But um, the some guns, when they jam, it doesn't even matter, like an AK, like it can yeah, jam it, rack another round in it. And so that's more in depth that you can get with the uh, jamming system is some guns, if they jam, it doesn't matter. It might, you know, you jam and you, however they jig it up in the game, whatever button you have to hit control J or whatever to unjam, to do your, your malfunction check to unjam it. You know, a gun like a M4 might take a second an AK takes a second, an M4 takes a second and a half, but then you get something complicated like a, uh, a MDR or an SA-58. I don't know the mechanics of an SA-58 really well and what clearing one would be, but you know, at the end of the day, that's another risk reward. You could have this epic gun that's super amazing, like a vector, but if it jams, you're hose bagged. Yeah. You might, as yeah well start exactly. people, you might as well start beating them over the head with a gun if it's going to jam. I mean, you could even extend the durability system to max. Yeah. Right. There's, there's so much they could do, for sure. A fresh 60, it's all good. The durability starts going down, and it's going to jam much quicker than a 30. Yeah. There's so much and they then, could do. And then just the, the whole thing with the rigs, not being able to put... I, I, I did, Honestly, yeah. I didn't think about that till I was sitting here looking at your stream beef, and I see my rig sitting behind me and the D60 <laughs> sitting behind me, and I'm like, holy shit, I've never <laughs> thought about this. This would be something they could change in the game that would, I mean, try it for two weeks, make it to where you can't put a drum or a, uh, a mega mag in all, but very, very specific rigs. Like an M1 rig has that big pouch on the side, right? So sure. Maybe yeah. you could put a bigger mag in there, but even a D6, you know, you're, it slows down your reload period. You know, it's not a quick reload. It's got a 20% or 30% d reload buffer mm. even at 50 percent because you're fishing around in a bag trying to get out versus yeah. your real quick you know reload out of a uh out of a rig which is what it's designed and all yeah, of a I sudden think, uh, you make good mags good again i think all the drums should be a, a two by two personally kind of no matter what size I, th I think they all should be just to limit the number that you can take with you and to make you think about your gear choices a bit more because this is the thing right it's like i don't what i don't like and this is just this is a general point right i don't like it when there really is no choice at all. It's yeah, like the 30 and the 60s are the same slot. There's, there's no meta. choice there. There's a yeah, meta. And yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a meta and it's like, it's also like it's been, it's solved too, right? It's just like this, this is clearly better than this. There's no, there's no choice there. I like having, even at the top end, there to be a variety of things that you can choose and say, well, I can do this, but I can do this, but, you know, and they started to put that in because of the ergo system is now much more penalizing, but yeah, as Church pointed out, a lot of people just kind of point sheet these things and ignore it. Um, right. So having that choice is like, yeah, you can do this, but yeah, you, you can only have one, maybe two, if you pick the right rig and you're going to have a slower reload, something like that. Um, and I think like just having having more choices and more choices that are actual real choices as opposed to just kind of like fake choices because it's so clear cut what the answer right. is make the game more interesting and it makes it more enjoyable because then again it's like it enhances different play styles and it's it's interesting because i actually i really like playing with 30 rounders there's a lot of stuff in the game that i actually just like i kind of like doing it because of the things that i like to do not necessarily because they're good it's like i don't really like using flashlights to like shine people in the eye and i don't really like using 60 round mags i just 
I don't know. It's just the feel. I just don't like it that much. I, I, I prefer using 30s. I think it feels cooler. And uh, and I like using lasers, but not flashlights. And it's just, it's just the way it is. Plus two the cool points. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the other day, I, and I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, it's kind of memeing. I'm doing it for content, but I also do it. It's fun, too, to do on stream. Is I, I have a PP that I take the... The wooden st- I put that wooden stock, the AK wooden foregrip on it, and I put yeah. a wooden grip on the PP, and I call it the morning wood. <laughs> <laughs> and so you run around shoreline and you kill somebody with that thing, and it's just a it's a PP nineteen, man. It's not good. I mean, it, it is good, but it's not like I'm running around with a metal weapon right, and right. just the jokes that come out of it, the the, the preview peasant freaking dick jokes of you know I poked him with my morning wood, <laughs> you know things like that, you know. <laughs> That I have a f- great deal of fun doing that. I'm running again. I have gotten every one of those back. Yeah. Nobody wants to touch my PP. <laughs> <laughs> Endless content right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get a bag. And I could just, I just want, I wish sometimes it would like, I want somebody like landmark or a streamer to kill me so I can see on their channel, the reaction when they open up my, my inventory and they're like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, the, the hipster. Uh, for grip the wooden stock <laughs> that no one uses <laughs> i love it <laughs> so it's uh there's stuff like that that you're saying that the choice isn't really there giga beef we, mm-hmm. we impose the choice yeah. on ourselves but the, if you want to run at the top tier of the game this is what you have to do to be competitive most of the time unless right. i mean i tell people all the time the most the most devastating weapon in tarkov is knowledge 100 percent. period and there isn't anybody in the world that can. It's such a damning statement. I don't like making definitive statements, but you cannot prove that wrong. That is impo- That has been proven hand downs time over time that knowledge wins. I run into kids all the time that are way, way better shooter players than me mechanically. Because again, I'm old and uh, I beat them consistently because I'll think them or I know where to move on a map um, or I know what sounds do on specific maps. I mean, I run, I remember a lot of people think a factory is this horrifying, scary place to go in. I literally run around a factory like an idiot with no headset and Alton and Ash 12 and wipe four mans, like geared four mans. Because you just, you know, you know where people are going to be. You know how long it takes. For, if they're not here, they've got to be there. Yeah. Like my favorite thing in the world is, is to spawn in forklifts and come out and not hear a peep. No footsteps, no shots, no nothing. Because I'm like, ooh, there's a foreman on the other side. <laughs> there's a squad in the office. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so the knowledge of the game is more important than anything else. But at the same time, I wish it was more consequential to the choices you made in the game with the gear you brought in. More than it is now. Just like you said at the start of the wipe. That's why the wipe matters. Is because at the start of the game, the uh, uh, it's everything matters. Yeah. Well, we got a little guest here, guys. We got another guest on the show. Come here, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sit on, sit up here with me? Okay. A sucker. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you didn't kiss anybody, did you? Oh. Okay. Good. <laughs> good tonight. Good today. The uh, so when you get into that early white phase and you try to think, I think that's probably one of the best ways that I hope that BSG looks at it and they say, okay, what makes early wipe so amazing? Yeah. And how do we stretch that to the rest of the game? How do we make that consistent? Yes. And I, I think, think that's, that's, that's an awesome path to go down. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, even just like thing, I just think that some of the stuff from the traders should be taken away a bit, and that more stuff should just be like you know found in, in weapons boxes and, and that and that kind of thing. I think it'd be, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good. You know, good. Game. Make the make the uh, you know like the MK18 being behind a really shitty task. Kill, you know how much it sucks to kill Sturman twenty five times. Probably a lot. It, that's an awesome way to make that gun less available. On top of the fact that the ammo is impossible to get. Yeah. Do that with, I mean, you could do, think about the vector that you can trade for one vector, not every cycle, but once a day. And it's a barter and it's some shitty barter, like three military circuit boards. Like it costs 200K to get the vector. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter. You don't have to balance the ammo. You don't have to make the ammo 10 bazillion. Yeah. Rules. Which, I, yeah. Just a small which doesn't, rant. Which, which doesn't gatekeep the end game players anyways, because I don't I do. I, you know how many times I go in and I buy 2 million rubles worth of MK 18 AP ammo. And I don't even blink. Yeah. 36 K five stacks of 36 K right. 150 stack, 150,000, five stacks of ammo. Cause that's usually it's in four or five or three stacks on the flea market. I don't care. I go in and buy fucking 60 rounds of the AP stuff. It doesn't stop me from running the gun. It doesn't even, I don't even blink at it because I can make the money back. All that does is make lower level players impossible to get to it. You have to do something to make it hard for end game players to get exactly. Stuff. They exactly. Need to, they need to. They need to focus making the game harder for the top, in my opinion, and then make the and game. Not, it's already dick punching hard for the bottom. For it, right. So. We've talked about this quite a lot on the in some of the other in the, some of the other stuff that we've done as well, and it's mm-hmm. like pushing stuff further up the trader queues and things just all that does is help players at the top right it's like you need you need some way of making it as you say right putting it behind 25 Sturman kills or something like that's really really difficult it means that a lot of people aren't going to do it unless you really put in a lot of work and then it's going to be hardly anybody who actually goes and does that but when you do now you can find the, the barter right yeah and, 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 and if you and if you kill someone with it it's like it's actually exciting dude i have and I, I just this is an actually super awesome idea and it's not unlocked for the rest of the wipe, right? So, like, let's say there's you've got to go, um, you've got to go kill Rashala in, uh, Al- I call it Alamo, but Fortress, whatever you yeah. know, the new area, uh, new construction, whatever people about. call it. Uh, I you've got to kill Rashala in Alamo five times, and now you have access to said gun, whether it's the vector or whatever it is. But that's only good for two weeks. Oh, and then two weeks after that, a new task shows up. Sorry, the vector's out. You guys got to do this for me before I'm willing to give it to you again. And that you could, they could, they, they could make the decision. Okay. We're looking at the data in the game. You know, woods doesn't get any action here, or this doesn't get any action there. And it doesn't have to be kill. You know, it could be, go get me an item from this part of the map five times. You know, you've got to go here and plant, and then you've got to go get this item, you know, Mm kind of like, uh, uh what's it called uh, uh <laughs> goofball he's still in the kind of like kind of like you have to do with uh um uh quit uh what is it where you got to collect all the shit for peacekeeper uh spot tour you know you yeah, you have to yeah. go in over and over and over again to resort to the point where that's just mind numbing i that one's too much but make it to where you have to go to the UN camp uh, that 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 uh, forward operating base on woods three times and three different raids, and then you can unlock the vector. And it's still behind level three skier or whatever it may be, and you can only buy one a day. But in order to get to that point, you have to um, do this task, and then it's only good for a week or it's only good for two weeks. 
And you could really dial in the difficulty doing that and make it to where you have this content that lasts in the game for a while. Yeah, see, Chad's saying like, oh, I can already hear the casuals reading about this suggestion. But I think like you'd, you'd, you'd make this stuff just for like the top, top end things, right? Like you, nobody needs to use yeah, the yeah. vector. No one needs to use it, right? You can be successful in the game without using the vector. I think it's just like it locks away some of the harder things. And I, I've, I've spoken about this before as well, just in terms of do you want your do you want your economy to be fully connected or do you want there to be breaks that in in there on, on purpose? Things like could you sell 50 crappy AKs and buy a Mark 18 for it? Or you know, in a system like you're saying, no matter how many AKs you have, you can't mm-hmm. you can't do that because you have to do this quest first, right? And there's like mm-hmm. a, there's a break there because right now with the flea market and having everything available on the flea market, you can just stockpile crap and sell enough right. of it, and you can buy good stuff. Whereas, like, I feel like it's better if there's some kind of you know there's a there's a break there somewhere where you have to do something different, and it, again, it forces people to go and go and do something, and it also kind of gives you, you know, it's like well, maybe I don't want to use the vector so i'm, I'm not going to bother going right. doing that but maybe the next time it's like oh well i do want to use xyz sniper rifle and so i'm going to go i will actually go and do the task this time and it's yeah it drives people to then like go and do something different and actually have to try rather than just like oh this new thing's been unlocked and now i'm just going to throw more money at it and then i can run whatever i like um it kind of it's... yeah provides end game players with things to do as well which has been another problem about not everybody is you know, a self-directed content creator, you know, creating exactly. moments, but some people want stuff to be given to them to do. Yeah. And, and, and mo- I would say most, I would say that most players, that's the whole point of a game. That's like saying, well, come up with your own content. And I say this to guys all the time to give them, just to give them a hard time. I was like, well, create your own task, make your own task in the game. And the, the, the argument is that was like, I'm playing a fucking game for a reason, guys. Yeah. That's like saying, well, you want to play a game, go make your own game up. Well, Jesus Christ, I paid you yeah. guys to give me a game that's entertaining. Keep making right. it entertaining. You cannot, and then I'm just going to go play something else. I think there's also like an element of that of just kind of like, you know, it's like Stockholm Syndrome or whatever. You've been like locked in Tarkov and Nikita doing all these awful, yeah. awful tasks. <laughs> and, then, and, then they just, and then they just finish. And you're like, but, but now that I've done them all, I actually really enjoyed doing it, even though I hated it at the time. But now, yeah. now I want more. Now I want more of it. You've, I'm like Pavlov's dog or whatever. And like, I've been trained yeah. to do tasks. Now what? <laughs> beat me more daddy <laughs> exactly let's see what's interesting too is some games that are i will say similar to tarkov like I, a game that comes to mind is rust and i really hate to bring up rust because last night i was talking with some buddies we were talking about how much we, we hate rust and we'll never get into it again but there's no quests in that game and they're actually at some point they were talking about adding a, a like a, a quest system but it's all like player-driven activities like quests you have like these things you need to do to progress or to like you know get resources so you can do this or i mean i don't know it's probably a lot I mean, of nuances to it eve is. that's essentially what eve is right when you look at eve mm-hmm. i mean the entire mechanics of the game are completely player driven yeah, yeah which is great because then i feel like if they pushed in that direction you would have endless content they wouldn't have to constantly sit there look at the numbers and tweak stuff every five minutes when it, you know you don't want to give me control over determining what people are going to do and doing. i can tell you that right now yeah, i can tell you that right now you don't want to give me control over people's destinies because it would be i i would be setting people up to do shooter born and have i mean the the, the jokes we make about jaeger tasks mm-hmm. would be 
no mag. Yeah. One, you got no yeah. mag at EBL shooting TPZ rounds, and you got to get a headshot at at power station from resort and that's that's it that's it guys you got to do that <laughs> while jumping off the car doing a 360 yeah. Yeah. Great. i can feel it i can feel it Tesla oh. will have it done within about three hours yeah if not quicker yeah all right i think we're uh well, went a bit over time, did one. we? Yeah, <laughs> just a fun. bit, but we had a we had a great time. Yeah, so. we did. I yeah, could fucking did, talk Tarkov forever, dude. Even playing Same. that stupid Valheim game last night, where I was talking about Tarkov. <laughs> you can never most leave. because I felt like I was cheat. I was like, I, like that's the first time I felt like I was calling out sick on work in a long time because I was like, I, I just dropped everything because Tarkov, you know, the server shit the bed. I was right in the middle of doing research for my next video. And I'm like, you know what it's like. You guys know what it's like when you're like, you're 95% there and you're ready to shoot. Like you've done all the hard work, but you're mm. just like, I don't want to make the video right now. Yeah. Like it's only an hour's worth of work, but it just feels like that last ball and chain little bit you got to get done. And that's where mm. I'm at with that video when the servers crashed, which just completely ruined any chance. And then I open up this brand new Valheim game where I can build and collect resources. And, you know, and, and then it was five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, the lizard part of my brain is being scratched. And why is it light outside? I've definitely <laughs> had that before. Close the blinds. It's a good cool. time. I do love to get absorbed into something like that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on again. This is, Thank I love talking about Come on, dude. Always yeah, we changed the format up a bit. So um, it's mostly, mostly Church is doing. He's the, the brains behind the operation. But mm -hmm. um so it's been a good time to have you on and congratulations again on your uh, yeah. excellent growth on YouTube so far. Yeah, so very well it, deserved. We'll see what we can pull off in February here. We've slowed down quite a bit, but it's kind of still hard to complain about growing pretty good. Exactly. Exactly. Where can people find your channel at? So uh, it's youtube.com slash airwing marine. Uh, same thing with Twitch. Twitter, I think, is airwing marine one or something. Um, you know, I don't, I, I just use Twitter to do announcements. I don't do too much on it. Um, I'm on Reddit, but I don't, uh, I don't, I, I, that place scares me. I, I don't, I don't play in Reddit all that much. That's like, that's like the dark alley in the back of Chinatown. I just won't go there. You know, I don't know. I, I don't speak the language and I don't know the culture and I'm just going to stay away. <laughs> so, uh, feel free very to come wise. check out the content and very wise. Say hi. All right. Cool. Guys. All right. Catch you next week. Have a Say good bye, girl. Bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right.